Welcome to Jim's BBQ. Can I take your order? And I, I mean, this is like eight o'clock in the morning, and I just go, Jesus Christ! <laughs> His name is Dag. Like, for fuck's sake, we have uh, one of our main characters' names is Dag. Like, I'm sorry, but this guy is a fucking nerd. He is a total wiener. We have to postpone the regatta. They are just like, oh, dick brain, dick brain, dick brain. <laughs> Which I, I'm, I'm for that coming back as an insult. The world's a bad place, Bobby boy. Oi, where can we see the shark that is killing people at the beach? I don't know if there is. You don't know if there is what? Something better you could do with your time than watching Cruel Jaws. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yes, I cannot wait to talk about this. <laughs> I, think, I think you would have enjoyed being here or like we should have live watched it. I know the podcast is not a video podcast, so like doing kind of a riff tracks or MST3K of it is difficult because we just have the audio. But I riffed the entire movie. I was I couldn't shut up. I was just Oh, I, I did too. I couldn't hold it in. Oh, you you can't. So I think, but let's not get too into it. I think we all have some feelings about this film. If you yeah. want to call it that. <laughs> Oh, I watched something earlier that had kind of a connection to like a, a past episode I was on. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, you ever get those? Uh, like I, every now and then, I'll get videos that are like, "Oh, uh, these songs turned twenty years old today, or this year, or twenty mm -hmm. years old this year, or thirty years old this year." So I I came upon one of those on Facebook, and I was like. Oh, let me watch this. So all the songs, obviously, that came out in 1992. And uh, one of the songs that it came on was, uh, How Do You Talk to an Angel? <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. And I just remembered the uh, episode. I think, uh, what was it? How Do You Die from Rainbows or something? Huh. I don't remember that. I mean, I remember us talking about the, the song. What yeah, song well, is this? It's I remember a song from we, the early 90s. We talked about the double rainbow guy, and we had previously been talking about that song. And I think Mike asked, like, wait, how do you die from rainbows? <laughs> and, and then we started singing, how do you die from rainbows? <laughs> there, was, um, there was a TV show. <clears throat> called Beverly Hills 90210. Yes, I know what Beverly Hills 90210 okay. is. So there was a spinoff. There was several spinoffs. There was one called Melrose Place. Yep. Okay. And then there was another one called The Heights. And The Heights starred this uh, guy that was on 90210 that was like a fled fledgling. Is that how you say it? Uh, musical art artist. Um mm -hmm named Jamie Walters. And he was like a legitimate like music guy, but they based like a TV show around 
him trying to make it, at, you know, as a musical artist <clears throat> in, the, in the early 90s. And there was like music that came out um, in conjunction with the show. And the big hit was a, a song called How Do You Talk to an Angel? So now you know the rest of the story. I have an earworm. Can I share it? Hmm? I have an earworm. Can I share it? Sure. So I am going to <laughs> I am going to say or sing the first few words, and you have to finish it because this has been stuck in my head. Just this line. This is a story of a girl. Oh yeah, that song. It's like uh, who does that? It's um. Is that late? Yeah, this I is the story how... of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. Oh, yeah. Nine. <laughs> Wait, th this song is the band's name that did this song. Their name is Nine Days. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? You named your band Nine Days? And that's how that's how long they were on the charts. <laughs> <laughs> and that song, just this, this okay, is the story Mike, of a you girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. That just been over and over and over in my head. Okay, the song is is officially titled "Absolutely" in parentheses. Story of a girl, which is so stupid. Just call it "Story, story of, a of a Girl." Everyone's gonna know it. Mike, do you want to know something crazy about this? This song. Some, oh, it, uh, you you said this is how long they were on the charts. This song is from their. What, what album do you think they released this on? Their seventh album. Uh, all right, that's that's no. Their fourth album. This was their <laughs> okay. fourth album that they released this on. Weren't we just talking about that? Like about some like one hit wonder band that like it was like their like eighth album when they finally hit. I, I swear we were talking about something like that recently. And it could have been just off pod, like maybe Sean. I don't know. Like, because we looked it up and went, oh, my God, that was, like, they hit finally, like, in, like, the early 90s, but they had been around since, like, 1982 or something like that. Hmm. I can't remember who it was, but. No, I can't either. Yeah. It was, maybe it was at work. I don't know. But So, did they have any other hits other than Story of a Girl? No. That was. That was. Did they that need was anything their one else? Hit one. They did. Oh, you know they what? did, but not much else. Didn't we talk about like Chumba Wumba, like uh, being <laughs> around for a long time, and then they finally hit in the nineties? I think that maybe might be it. Yeah, that might be it. You know what it was? It was. I think it was because um, we were listening to a Fish uh, show, Sean, and uh, um, <laughs> Fish played Tub Thumping. That is, yeah, that's right. You, we were listening to a fish show. I mean, that could literally be a podcast about like fucking trout, this. or this, or this, or it could be a show about like fishing schemes, scams, whatever. A fish musical concert. How's that? Oh, okay. That better. It could be talking about cruel jaws, which is technically about a fish. I guess. <clears throat> A paper mache fish, or if you're British, a papier mache. I would think that'd be French. They don't say paper mache, papier mache, papier machete. Pretty much machete. Oh, Danny Trio and around. <laughs> you would have made this movie better. Machete, don't cruel jaws. <laughs> 
Machete versus Cruel Jaws. That that. Oh yes, make it happen, please. <laughs> you realize that that movie would be like there'd only be like maybe three minutes of him fighting the shark. The rest of the movie would be like some stupid bullshit. Like it is. Like it is. Mm. Well, I, I do have a few uh, things about this movie that. Uh, but let's do your intro. Yeah. Well, I got a couple stories too. We couple stories and maybe a video that we can share with uh dylan that you saw from our camping trip mm. do you think that would be a good or no i'm asking your opinion i, I, uh, I guess i thought right. you had already sent it to him no i hadn't oh boy all right and then uh oh i got a quick uh animal story too from uh the previous camping trip that I'll oh, tell. i thought it was like the, the deer no <laughs> All right, let's get started. Maybe, maybe you should release, you should uh, edit and release that as an as next week's episode, and then re- or whatever you can release it as two weeks episode for now, and then put out J- Cruel Jaws now. Well, I mean, like Jim's gonna put out like seven episodes all at once because that's true. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you do what you want, Mike. I, I I don't have to tell the stories. We could just do Cruel Jaws. That's fine. I think it's fine. Just tell the stories. I was kind of curious if you had any interesting experiences anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, we did. We, we right. absolutely did. I mean, the, the the fish show actually was as you'd expect a fish show to, or two-night run of fish shows to be, Sean, mm-hmm. I would say, right? That nothing actually surprising happen, happened at those concerts. A whole but, bunch of millennial and Gen X dirty hippies. Yeah, and a bunch of people doing... Um, Ice cold, ice cold dabs. Was that it, John? Or ice, yeah, ice cold fatties? They were oh, doing ice cold dressed. fatties. Oh, I want to know all about the ice cold fatties. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done nitrous? <laughs> Please leave that in. Also, no, <laughs> no, I've never done it. Okay, because he, you know, contrary to maybe popular belief, he likes to keep his brain cells. Yeah, uh, what few I have left. <laughs> That I've rotted away through copious amounts of smoking marijuana and thinking that like Florida that death f- metal is a good brand of sound. I think that was a fair question to ask. No, it's fair. It. I mean, I, I. I think just like given my like proclivity to doing wilder shit than Mike, that's a fair question. But no, I've never done that. I'm not particularly interested either. You should ask Jim if he's ever uh, done nitrous. He's like, oh yeah, I used to do it all the time. That's why I have so many breathing problems. Are you kidding? He probably still goes in the fridge and puffs the, uh, the, uh, like, uh, does whippets? Yeah. (laughs) Sean, you ready? I am. Or are you still looking at Springsteen tickets? Maybe. (laughs) I I was just checking Uh, StubHub. Never mind. Yeah. (laughs) He totally was. (laughs) I could see the glint. I could see the glint in his eyes. God, that was like that was like fat bastard and not to suggest you're a fat bastard sean but that was like when he's like did you just soil yourself and he's like maybe and he's like <laughs> proud of it he's like oh they're only 650 dollars a piece that's not too bad actually there's some uh there's some coming <laughs> down on stub hub yeah there's some promise here <clears throat> all right well let's get I saw 80 dollar one for philly Oh, that's not too shabby. No. I'd sit in the freaking bathroom for 80 bucks to get in there. 
Like Bruce fucking comes off stage. He's like, I'll be right back. He's like taking a dump next to Sean. Oh man, this is a big one. Whoa. <laughs> Are you a fan? And Sean's like, oh, we're a huge fan. He's like, nice. <laughs> we're stall buddies, Sean. We're stall buddies. Uh, let's play battle shit, Sean. Battle shit? <laughs> yeah, battle oh. shit. Yeah. You never yeah. saw Harold and Kumar go to White Castle? I have not. Oh, all right. Never mind. Yeah, that's a reference to that. Mm. I feel like I might be good at this at that game. <laughs> <laughs> you probably would be. All right. All right, let's go. Let's go. Hello and welcome to episode 237 of Jim's BBQ Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Dag. I'm Dag? I'm Dylan. I'm Dag. And I'm Robbie. Oh, I just noticed the name. <laughs> and returning once again, because she just can't get enough of us, is the lovely and talented and beautiful Miss Elizabeth. Hello. You told me to add more on, so I did. I didn't tell you to add more on. Um, a couple episodes ago. Uh, effervescent. Ago. Effervescent. There you go. Effervescent. I the, re- the rebellious yes. Carolinian. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> That was our uh, VIP shirt that they gave what? me a size too small, so I gave it to Liz. Can't it's good to know that it's become a lounging shirt. Those, yeah. I feel like those kind – I feel like every single, like, old – like festival shirt I got that I went to like in high school and shit. Like uh, they all became like lounging shirts or like pajama shirts because uh, they were almost always like just a size too big or something like that. And I, I'm just like, all right, I don't really feel like wearing this in public because I'm embarrassed that I went. Yeah. I mean, I totally put this shirt on just to do this podcast. I didn't have a shirt on up until like what 20 minutes ago. I like it because it's um it's that super 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 cheap thin see through cotton. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, it's like so cheap, <laughs> so cheap. It was the free. I thought you would it, like it because it of breathes. the um, it does breathe because of the um the sugar the, skull the sugar skull yeah. I do. I'm a fan of all things Dia de los Muertos. So. I, I do not remember a goddamn thing about that festival having anything to do with. The, the sugar skull or whatever you called it but like day of the dead or yeah i don't remember around. anything about that being at was Carolina it Rebellion. Wait, That's so wait, funny hold on a was it in october it was no it was may 2nd 2015 yeah wait so wait how many days did it go it went it, was like it just three, went, it was like three days did or it make it to may 5th isn't that yeah it was, no it was on may I think I I second, think I flew back on May the fourth. Yeah, so second, third, fourth. So it didn't make it to the May the fifth. So. so yeah, there's really no explanation as to why they would put a Dia de los Muertos sugar skull with roses, very traditional Mexican uh, imagery. Other uh, than they're like, this looks cool. Print it. We got this cheap. I mean, yeah. I do. I love the image. I really do. I wish that it didn't have everything else on it. Yeah, like literally get rid of anything involving Carolina Rebellion. <clears throat> and all the all the bands that you wouldn't see on the back. Oh except whoa. for Sammy Hager. Oh well Mike, you uh hey, you just saw hey. a bunch of bands, right? Uh oh man, we yeah, we've been we've been on tour, I would say. <laughs> That's um your segue. Yeah. But um 
Yeah, we we just went oh, and saw. Wow, we were on tour as fans. Yeah, we're, that's how we roll, man. When yeah. we go fans, we're on tour. We are we are struggling as hard as the bands, man, because we're the no, we're bands, not. man, and we don't have the money, man. Mike and I don't stop on the road, man. We just have large mayonnaise jars that we pee into, man. We <laughs> dump it out on the side of the road, man. That's how life is on the road. Man. 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 But we, I mean, we had talked, I think, about going to Peach Festival um, prior to when I had all the uh, health issues with my blood pressure and all that, which I'm still doing pretty good. Um, but um, we did just get back from seeing two nights of fish in historic uh, Bethel, New York, home of the original uh, Woodstock. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, I do I do have something to share uh, from that in a little bit. But one of the thing, one of the aspects of that was that there's not a lot of like accommodations up there in Bethel, Dylan, uh, to stay at, like hotel wise. Uh, so a lot of people were camping or uh, driving to nearby towns and uh, staying in hotels or uh, we noticed that there was cottages nearby and I heard people talking about doing Airbnbs nearby. So there was a lot of options there, but we chose to camp and uh, it had been actually two weekends in a row that I went camping. And uh, the prior week I was up in the thousand islands with some friends <clears throat> oh, and in the dressing. Yeah, yeah, man. And it was it was beautiful. It was like really slathered himself in dressing. <laughs> I, I did, I did. And you know, one of the things that occurred, um, it was so beautiful and it was we were right on the water and everything, but that thousand island dressing, it attracted a lot of chipmunks. <laughs> like a crazy number of chipmunks at this at this campsite. It was a state park, but um, they were very friendly, um, and it was uh, it was a point where they were so friendly that one of the mornings I was uh, I was sitting out uh, I was sitting out like on this uh, like the campsite that I had had like a concrete slab with like a picnic table on it, and I had put my easy up awning around like over the concrete slab, but I was sitting in a camp chair. And I had my feet up on another camp chair and I was editing a podcast and I'm just sitting there looking out on the water and I got my headphones on, I'm editing, drinking some coffee. And then uh, I think I had stopped editing for a little bit and I was playing some Candy Crush. And all of a sudden with my feet up on the camp chair, one of the chipmunks jumped up onto the camp chair and then jumped onto my ankle and I, I mean, this is like eight o'clock in the morning and I just go, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I'm like, okay, did you hold like, cause there's two, re two possible reactions to that. There's the freeze. Cause you don't want to scare it. Or there's the, <laughs> you know, I had like, I was gearing up for like, it not to jump on Mike or just like it jumped up and like had a moment with him and I was ready to just like swoop in and be like yeah it was really cute so I ate it you know but no it jumps on you and you flip out okay so when I when I I kind of it startled me and I kind of jumped a little bit <laughs> it then jumped 
from my ankle area and jump towards me and hit me like right here. <laughs> and then like kind of grazed and went down back onto the concrete slab and scurried away. So I look over the, the sites were decent sized, not like the ones that we had at the when you went camping with me, honey, but they were like a little bit smaller than that. But I look over to my left and there's this older woman um, who who was with um, her grandchild, who was probably like age <laughs> four. And I look at her and she goes, are you OK? I'm like, the chipmunk just jumped up and landed on my ankle and then jumped across. I explained the whole thing to her. And I'm like, I'm so sorry for for um, screaming for screaming like that <laughs> and, and saying, Jesus Christ. And she's like, she's like, oh, honey, don't worry about that. I would have said so much worse. <laughs> she's like, holy fucking cut sucker, mother, <laughs> you son of a bitch. She just like starts aggressively like screaming uh, like all these obscenities. <laughs> That would have been great. Oh my I god. I think that's I would have froze. I don't think I would have done the scream and flail. Oh my god, that's so funny. I'm just but I'm just picturing like big Mike throwing his fuck like and then just like this little fucking thing just be like <laughs> or Mike could have uh, shut it out. Alvin <laughs> I could have. And two other ones would have run out. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Are you yeah. like Snow White? Were you like, ah, and chipmunk? You didn't have to. They were so friendly. <laughs> it was ridiculous. People probably feed them. Oh, definitely. They were probably like, please, uh, I'd like some more. And instead of like you giving them like a, a peanut or something, you went, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, I, I literally, I can't even make a joke just like being like, oh, food. Oh. Like, <laughs> he's scared of his food. I, just, I grab it and I just go. Yeah. <laughs> I was oh, just you. No, I was throw, just you just grab head like, in the fire pit. No, it's like the fucking uh the rancor from when Luke falls into Jabba's pit and he just picks up the pig dude and he's like, oh and he just like eats the whole thing and there's like a little hand sticking out. <laughs> it's Mike just with like the tail and he's like, oh. it's like oh. ah, here food crawls up to me. <laughs> yeah. I do have to say we have chipmunks out front too. And they are cute. They're destructive. They all stared evilly at Mike. (laughs) They are the most obnoxious sounding animal. Because the sound they make sounds like a little tiny laser gun. It does. It's weird. Over and over and over and over. It's just like... I don't even... can't even really do it. You can't. It's like... It's almost an electronic sound. And the funny thing is, like, I remember we used to have... We still have a lot of them. And um, it drives my mom's dog crazy. Like he's always sniffing around their holes and and whatnot. And uh, they sometimes you just catch them like hanging out, and you just see these little like orange dots like just going like, <laughs> like sitting on like the top of like your shed or something. And you're like, ah, you're fucking annoying, but you're also cute. You're cute, but shut up. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> cute, but shut up. Yeah, so what Mike says to me all the time. No. <laughs> hot. Hot. You're hot? hot? Yeah, I'm hot. I wish I could have the fan on. 
Why don't you turn the fan on? Because then it's loud. Because then, it, yeah. So uh, I, I did mention that uh, Sean and I went camping um, when we went to see fish. And um, that was another experience unto itself. Uh, I had booked this uh, campsite just based on uh, proximity to the concert venue. And the reviews were decent and everything. And I had seen a few people say, oh, it's a little rustic, you know, and you know, things of that ilk. And I was just like, all right, well, how, how much could this be? Right. I mean, what, <laughs> what could possibly, what could possibly be uh, the matter with it? So we, we had a pretty quick turnaround, like where we drove down, we drove down Friday morning, we stopped for lunch uh, at Beer Tree Brewing. And then uh, we drove the rest of the way. Well, we stopped at McDonald's because Sean wanted to try and get Bruce Springsteen tickets, which was a it's been a pretty controversial uh, topic uh, uh, the last few weeks with the uh, Springsteen tickets, like to, for everybody, I guess. Uh, but so we drove onto this campground, which was about, what, 20, 25 minutes away from the McDonald's. And we get there. I check in and woman get woman was very nice. She gives me a map to where to drive to. And she's like, all right, well, you're going to go down a hill and go, you know, oh, you're right near the you're right near the river. She's like, and uh, she's like, oh, we have a pool here. And I'm like, oh, we probably won't use it. We're just here. We're going to a couple concerts at Bethel this weekend. We'll mostly be going to those. So we start to drive down to this campsite. And I'm like, and I'm driving. I'm like, oh, my God, this is frightening. <laughs> and we, we had to I do. Camp. We had to do. I, I have a video to show you, Dylan. We had to do this um this drive that we're going to show you in this video in reverse at like one o'clock in the morning uh so it's pitch black no lighting in this in this campground whatsoever to see except for your headlights so we had to we had to go down to the campsite at one o'clock in the morning in our in my van uh but this is uh when we were leaving saturday uh morning to head up to the showers and then carry on our day where we were going to go to a couple of breweries and then catch the second fish uh, show Saturday night. So I'm going to share this with you. It's a little long, but um, it's, I think it's pretty, uh, it's pretty funny. Just like, <laughs> like Crystal Lake vibes. Oh, at least it's during the day. Uh, Oakland Valley campground, Sean. And uh, there's our tent. We're in the van right now. Uh, wow, this has some like early internet vibes to it. Structure over there that's actually basically an outhouse. We probably should have yeah, turned the camera uh, sideways, but whatever. Yeah, this is a little bit more rustic than we're used to. So, but what we really want to focus on is the drive uh, away from camera. <laughs> so I'm going to hand the phone over dude. to Sean. He's just going to basically dash can it. This is going to be. We did this last night, right? When we got, we went to see fish at uh, the Bethel Woods Art Center, and it was a beautiful show, and they are great. And I'm waiting for like fucking Slender Man to show up. <laughs> it's and the Blair Witch Woods. This, yeah, it's like the uh, daytime shot of part of Blair Witch. <laughs> and there were Down some rock formations outside our tent. One o'clock in the morning. One in the morning. Yeah. Uh, 
so you're going to kind of get an idea of how fun this is. And, uh, here we go. So Are those like some other just people? Like the basic loop yeah. campsites. Okay. All right. So at least there were like some other people like nearby you. Oh, yeah. So you can come back oh. around. And there's the back side of our site over to the left. And uh, then beyond that, just a little bit is the little outhouse type thing that I mentioned. Not flushable toilets, just basically holes in the oh, floor. Hole. All right, so not, not so bad so kind far. Kind of meander through this little forest area, whole bunch of rocks, go bumpy bump. <laughs> Thank you for the narration, Michael. <laughs> oh, you're most welcome. I think yesterday I turned right there, but I'm just going to go straight on. Mm -hmm. And we're going to come up around over here. Now, this doesn't look too bad in the daylight, right? But like last night, well, I mean, I was. <laughs> well, you were inching, yeah. Yeah, this was frightful. Which is pretty funny, like, considering there's like a boatload uh, of cars right to next to you. Away, uh, back to our site at one o'clock in the morning. There's no lights or anything. I get, I so, do see why, like, it would be disorienting though. There's, black. there's no power lines or anything. There are power so lines. You can see up straight ahead. There's a dead end, and to our left is a river. So you don't want to go that way. <laughs> Thank you, survivalist Mike. And then you get this hill that you go up. And uh, yeah, so you go up this hill. Just waiting and for a like fork in the road. Whoa, whoa, whoa Mike, stop! What's that? Right. You always go to the right. And. Uh, you come up here, and then you're up at, like, the upper level of this campground, which, I mean, this would have been the ideal places to, like, maybe get a site is, like, over in this area, you know? That way you didn't have to drive down uh, those hills. Uh, which way am I going? Am I going this way? I think up this way, because it's a oh, steep right. hill, right? Oh, right, right. See, I even got lost coming back. So, yeah, you got to go. <laughs> This is only like the second level. There's another level. So that's right. I forgot that we have to go up to the cell. There's another level. I made a left at the volleyball courts. Oh, and yeah. And you go, again, in the middle of the night. Yeah. So we're almost, we're almost to the top of this. But it's, whew, this is uh, frightful. Good thing you brought the popcorn machine. <laughs> here we come around the bend, and you start to see some RVs. A lot of these people, I think, are like seasonal um, people here. Like they they have their uh, RVs here year round, so these sites are theirs always. Hell, the one over oh, here. Oh man, like no, you're pretty out there, uh, dude. You're pretty nice out in the fucking pool. woods. A lot of people were in that yesterday to beat the heat. And then we kind of come around over here to like the main office area. And this is kind of where we're going to make our stop because we're going to, this is actually where the showers and everything are, which is a lovely situation. Um, so I'm, I, this is actually the main office up here to our left, but we're going to kind of do like a little circle around and park at the showers. So was there any running water at the campsite at all? 
Do we get to see you in the showers? Go around here? No. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so Liz asked, uh, was there running water at the camp? Up where the showers were? Yes. No, I meant like at your site. No. No, there wasn't. There, there was the outhouse um, that had sinks on, out on the outside and that had running water. The sink, they did have plum, like plumbing there to run water. And then there, I guess there was bathrooms in the other direction that were full-on bathrooms, flushable toilets and everything. Uh, we never saw those. We didn't go that far. Um, the the messed up thing was, the, the one other funny thing about this was when we came back uh, Saturday night, uh, from seeing fish we stopped at the bathrooms which were kind of like the showers were just like ugh, like <laughs> nasty uh we stopped there because i was like oh i'm gonna stop here and take a piss that way i don't have to walk to the outhouse outhouse in the middle of the night type of thing i'll take a pee here and then just you know go down go down the hill in the middle you know of the pitch blackness um but we we both decided to go, and we both walk into the bathroom, and in there was like one of the people working there trying to fix like a urinal, <laughs> and it scared the fuck out of me because we're having a conversation as we're walking up to the bathroom, and I open the door, and the guy is standing there. I'm like, "Oh, hey, how are you?" <laughs> so Mike was just like in a state of like perpetual just like fear and surprise this entire weekend. <laughs> Your yeah. state, so you were camping in essentially the Blair Witch Woods. Yeah. Um, and again, I can't even imagine what it was like driving down and then down, and the only light is your headlights on all of those trees. So you're like, oh, do I go straight into those trees or and all that stuff? And then, like you said, setting up camp and getting up to maybe go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, and the only thing around you are those fucking trees. I would be petrified. I would have been terrified. Well, Sean can speak to that because I know he did get up uh, a couple of times uh, before daybreak to go pee. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of creepy because then you uh, you get like that. And all I was thinking was Blair Witch because <laughs> like you, there's that occasional <laughs> noise of like... I, I'm not sure what it is. If it's like, I don't think it's like a woodpecker. Someone's going to like put this. It's like, it's not quite a woodpecker. It's like a. Oh, it's giant. It's a terrible movie. Save yourself. I'll wait for him to come back. Obviously. There he is. There's. There's, we're going to have double Sean. Double Sean. Oh, that was convenient. Um, <laughs> so it's not a woodpecker. No. It, 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 like a big, like, sound like, like something hitting wood, like just like a, almost a thud type sound. And every now and then, and you could hear it. Like, um, it, but I remember like that sound being in like a movie like Blair Witch. And you're walking to like this like shack looking thing to go pee. And I'm just like, man, I do not like this. And I tried to like go to the bathroom um, like beforehand, but like 530 would roll around. That's typically 
maybe a little bit before I get up and go to work. So my body clock, you know, tends to wake me. And I just invariably, I have to go to the bathroom in the morning, you know? And I couldn't, I couldn't hold it. Like it wasn't something to like hold until like the morning or whatever. So just like walking into the, like this creepy, like wooded area, just a short distance. And there's other campers and other people around, but like. Not at five o'clock in the morning. Not at five in the morning, no. (laughs) We're all sleeping. See, if I was a guy, uh, I would not have walked just to go pee. I mean, truth be told. In, in the past, I haven't. I would just go like Find a few a steps away from the tent and just piss on a tree. Yes. Uh, so the the other aspect of this that I actually did like that was kind of it was kind of nice is that we were close to the river, as you saw in the video, Dylan. It actually provided like a nice white noise, like mm. in the evening, like you could hear it, and it was just kind of almost like a a blanket sound of like the river flowing that was kind of nice in a way. It was just yeah. Sean pissing. <laughs> no, no, I was just like peeing steadily throughout the <laughs> For like six, the six hours that I slept, Sean was just peeing just straight like the whole time. Like he just cracked the door like perfectly open and it was just like the whole night. <laughs> But it was nice. It was relaxing. It was like, what, you know, kind of some people have like white noise machines or like um, rip, uh, water sound apps or things like that. And it was, it, it was nice like that. That aspect was nice. That was great. Yeah. The rest of it, I could have done without. Yeah, yeah. Like when I've gone uh, to visit and stayed, stayed overnight at uh, Teresa and Sarah's parents' cottage. Yes. The noise yeah. of just the lake. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not waves so much as like ocean waves, but the ebb and flow against the shore yeah. is very, very soothing. The yeah. gentle lapping of the lake. Yep, pretty yeah. much. It is very pleasant. Yeah, it's you totally know, pleasant. <clears throat> I was thinking about that hill too, like that, especially that one steep one. I think it's like one of the, the first hill or whatever, but I I wasn't so certain that two cars could pass on that hill at the same time. It seemed fairly narrow. I don't think so. And then so, I wonder what happens, like if if one car starts going up and one come, is coming down, you don't see them. Yeah. You know? Like which and one then, has the right away too? Right. What about rain? Sure. I mean, does that get washed out? You think? Oh, it must turn into just a pit of mud. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I um if you had if my camping experience was something like that, I would have never gone. I would never try it, never consider it, never ponder it ever again. I would never take you anywhere like that. Well, you didn't <laughs> yeah. know what it was gonna be like. I, I kind of had a little bit of an idea because like some of the description, but I was like, I I, I honestly <clears throat> the worst part of it, like where we camped, the site was fine. It was like the amenities. And then driving up and down those hills was the, the aspect that was a little frightening. Mm. But, uh, yeah, so th- those were some adventures, Dylan, that we encountered over the last couple weeks. Uh, but we encountered something else this past week, and <laughs> I, I don't want to thank you for this. 
Um, God, uh, so you you when we we started doing this project of the watching the Jaws movies, you presented to us that there was this sequel, so to say, uh, that wasn't really affiliated with the actual Jaws movies, um, entitled Cruel Jaws. Yes. And so we figured what better way to close out this whole um, series than to watch this cinematic masterpiece. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag cinema. Yes. This lovely film. Um, Or as your mom would say, film. Film. Yes. I, I mean, just some quick thoughts about this. Like, Watching it, I realized that it was kind of like, you know, like in, in your town, like you you might see like some bands playing that do like, um, like a like cover bands, and they do like a decent job of it, you know. Like there's like a like a Fleetwood Mac cover band here that we we know some people in, and it's pretty good. And then you know, there's an Almond Brothers one that's pretty decent. There's one that does Guns N' Roses and ACDC, and they do a nice job of it. But then you get, like, a really, like, shitty bar band that does, like, they do, like, a tribute act to, like, a, a, a specific band, and it's not good, and it's not good at all. This is, like, this movie was, like, that shitty bar band. Like, they were doing, like, the greatest hits from the previous four movies. That's, okay, so that's actually not... That, that is a fairly apt description, and, and I'll tell you why. So I found out about this movie through my friends on I Hope You Suffer, and uh, it's also known as The Beast and was marketed as Jaws 5, Cruel Jaws. Very repetitive. This movie came out in 1995 and was directed by a guy named Bruno Mattei, uh, although this was released under the pseudonym William Snyder. Um I like to think that actually his real name is William Snyder and he's Zack Snyder's father, which explains why Zack Snyder is such a fucking shit director. Anyway, uh, but Bruno Mattei was an Italian filmmaker who made a ton of exploitation type films. So like think, you know, low budget zombie movies, cannibal movies, nunsploitation, Nazi movies, um, This guy, Louis Paul, in an analysis of Italian horror film directors said that his career consisted of being a director of copycat movies. Whenever a film or a genre became popular, he directed his own unsanctioned remake or unofficial sequel. So like the the way things happened in Italy for a while was just like, that's popular. We're making it, but don't spend money to do it. And we'll just (laughs) say this is what it is. And there's like a huge market for those kinds of movies now. And, you know, kind of depending on what your tolerance, I think, is for that level of filmmaking, because some of them are like fun and enjoyable or some of them are really bad and enjoyable. But I think a lot of them are probably like marketed as being a lot cooler than what they are, because, again, they're just like low budget ripoffs. Um, They're like like if you're going to buy like Hot Wheels or something but you have to go to the dollar store. Yes. Yeah. It's when you buy American America's best, whatever, like you buy the, you know, the A and P brand of something like this, but like at least the A and P brand Oreos are still fo- basically fucking Oreos. You, know what I mean? <laughs> right. you go to, you go to like five below and you buy uh, iPados. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, but like, this is sort of like the precursor to like sci-fi and like, you know, the asylum doing all that shit, except some of, I guess some of these have the charm because they, you know, they just did what they could. And there was still some kind of like, you know, slight budget and like uh, effort put in or whatever. Um, another guy said that this guy was uh, no stranger to simply ripping off, noting that he used like music from other movies and oh. footage and we'll get to it. Um, and shark attack footage specifically for cruel jaws and described him as the best of all possible ripoffs artists. He really just did his own thing and went his own way, which involved ripping off everyone, but you can't have everything. And he also used, as I mentioned, numerous aliases beyond William Snyder, including Jordan B. Matthews. And I think these get a little bit more ridiculous as it goes on. <clears throat> Jimmy Mathias, Gilbert Russell, Axel Berger, Michael Cardoso, David Hunt. That just sounds like the main character of one of these movies. Werner Knox, Pierre LeBlanc. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Oblowski and most famously Vincent Dawn. Vincent Dawn sounds like a porn name. My favorite is Pierre LeBlanc. Um, but I yeah, so Cruel Jaws manages to rip off every single one of the Jaws films. Like literally every single one of them, all four of them, and smash them into one story. It's not just a ripoff of Jaws. It is every Jaws movie. And when you think about that, initially you think, well, how bad could that be? All those movies are like pretty simple. And like, even if they're bad, is it? But like, all those movies have like B plots and quirks, and many of them are in this film. So there's just an insane amount of shit happening, like all at once. All of those movies, whether for better or for worse, work because they generally follow one character through the story. But this movie has so many characters in it. It's, it's, it is like the epitome of a bafflingly bad movie. It's so bad. It is just so thrown together. And the, <clears throat> the whole knockoff thing, um, like you said, the, the, the Walmart version or the Aldi version of something, or, or you know, the, the dollar store version of Barbie being like Peggy or something, <laughs> you know, similar doll that, you know, um, it, it's not just this the cinematic aspect of it. It's the actors. Oh yeah. Um, because you have like you have dollar store. Uh, well, <laughs> my mine was uh, my list was you have dollar store. Hulk I did not even I didn't even bother listing the actors here because nobody no, no, knows no. Who these uh, people are. I'm not I, gonna list. I them. thought it's if you uh, ordered Hulk Hogan on Wish. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So you had Wish version of Hulk Hogan. Oh, I described him as like he's. I can't tell if this guy is young Hulk Hogan or old Fred Durst or just. James Hetfield at some point in his life. <laughs> I, got, I generally referred to him. His name is Dag. Like, for fuck's sake, we have uh, one of our main characters' names is Dag. Like, Dag? <laughs> like, do, was the name actually, was, was she supposed to be calling him Dad? And they just got it fucking wrong? No, so I, they think, I think Dag? they were calling him Dad, honestly. It, but it's um, Dag. Because... Three, at least three of four of the characters were his kids. 
So you have Bobby and Billy, and then whoever the scientist guy was, that was his dad. I think that was the glasses. Wasn't the other one like Jamie or Jesse or something like that? This movie is amazing because I couldn't even parse that out. Yeah. Yeah. So the three boys, the three men, males that were, uh, I know we're jumping ahead, but the three guys that were on the boat when they went to go kill the shark, those were his three kids, plus the little girl in the wheelchair. Yeah, Susie. Susie. So, okay, so you that, have... that actually makes the movie significantly like less weird in terms of why everybody is just like so emotional and sappy about everything, but also it's still so fucking weird. So you've got dollar store or you know, wish version of Hulk Hogan. You've got uh dollar store Patrick Swayze, you've got uh wish version of Geraldo Rivera as the mayor. Oh my god, that guy was like yeah. so many character <laughs> actors, but like if it, it, he was like uh was you know how time? like you know how like in dogma there's like the poop monster and it's like the the feces from like Golgotha or whatever, it's like all mm-hmm. of the evil people's like feces, or if that's the character from like fucking uh wanted or whatever. Yeah, that's like if Christopher Walken and like uh uh who's the um and like if Paul Servino and who was the the guy that was in um he was in Cop Out and Red State that uh the short balding uh, actor I mean, he talks like this what's his name uh, I'm not sure he played like John Goodman's like partner or whatever in Red State I don't remember oh uh, I don't remember uh, hold on I'll look it up but yeah so every time like. Like he's, said, anyway, he's just like a collection of like those actors as poops becoming an actor. Right. So like we're going through this movie. And like I said, I didn't censor myself in the in the past movies. I've kind of held it in and said, well, I'm going to save it for the podcast. Kevin, Kevin Pollock. <laughs> okay. Um, I couldn't hold it in on this one. So like, you know, so discount Hulk Hogan comes on. I think it was Tommy. And then like discount. Geraldo comes on and has a conversation with discount Patrick Swayze. Um, and then you had discount Magnum PI. Um, so it was Wait, like, oh, you forgot discount Robin Leach as well. Discount Robin Leach. This is Robin Leach of Lifestyles of the Hurt and Famous. That was the main That was the main guy. The, 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 rich, the really rich dude. Uh, yeah, the hotel Magnum. The thing that broke uh, my Lewis, heart. Uh, his last name was Lewis, I think. Sam yeah, Lewis. Lewis. The thing that yeah. broke my heart is that if you closed your eyes when he was talking, it sounded like fucking Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I totally see it. Like, um, I, I hate to say it, but I'm just like, man, this guy's got kind of like some Larry David vibes, except like I would welcome Larry David in this fucking movie. Yes, but uh, his son, his son totally was like a ripoff Patrick Swayze. Oh my God, Ronnie. Yes. Oh, it's Ronnie from Jersey Shore. Oh my God, his like his white denim vests. Like, <laughs> oh my God, this movie is grotesquely nineties. And the thing is, this is an oh. Italian movie, even though it looks very much like it takes place in the states. Like, this is an Italian production. They filmed it in Florida. 
I know they did. I I, yeah. I know. But you can tell that everything is so terribly like redubbed because that's how they made fucking Italian movies back then. They like I, I don't know if it was this low budget, but I know that and I'm, I don't know, maybe I've said this in other episodes, but in some of these movies like in like Lucio Fulci's The New York Ripper they didn't have like licenses to go film on the streets of New York. So they literally were just like filming actors, like saying whatever the fuck, like just say some shit. And then we're just going to dub it over because we're not setting up mics and all that. We're just filming this and we'll add everything else in post-production and whatnot. Um, and, you know, it, it, it makes for like a kind of a weird viewing experience and everything, but yeah, th this movie is just, it's fucking bananas. And I generally enjoyed it. Oh, I, I, I think it's great. I think it's it. I think it's like top tier, like terrible, like good bad movie. Like this and, is... and Roddy, Roddy quickly became one of my favorite movie characters that I've seen <laughs> in, in recent history. I like, think I I don't take notes or write lines down for like our movie reviews much. This one I did because <laughs> Roddy. And amongst others, has some killer lines in this. <laughs> yeah, the line it, delivery is is awful. One of the things I think I commented, uh, like Dylan said about like the the clothing and stuff, uh, is this looks like a 1990s Bugle Boy <laughs> commercial. <laughs> um, it, and the it, acting it, is awful. Like, and and like, not everybody is as bad as everyone else, but there's certain people in the movie that are like. I mean, they're terrible. It was also like a bit of a homage to like the uh, like the classic eighties, um, like uh, ski school or Caddyshack, with like the rich man trying to take over like a part of yeah. like land and like to redevelop it into what he wants it to be. That like plot point was like st like stripped right out of like one of those classic eighties. Yeah, it was like movies. fucking Ernest goes to camp. Yeah. And, oh my god, the misogyny in this movie. Yo, there's one line in particular that I forgot about. Like, and I, yeah, we should just get into it. Okay, so right. uh, so open us up. All right. You're <laughs> 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 um. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. So this movie opens with three guys on a boat who are diving down into the water to retrieve lost Navy technology. So we're already ripping off Jaws 3 here, if I remember correctly. And yep. the credits start rolling as we follow them down into the very dark water as ominous music plays. Uh, I love the boat captain. He just has like this total old towny <laughs> harbor dad vibe. He's like maybe the only good actor in the movie. Um, he was uh, he was sponsored by uh, Redman uh, Tobacco, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, a very out of focus and large shark attacks one of the divers. Continuing the trend as we did in Jaws: The Revenge and Jaws Three, it roars or makes some kind of vacuum cleaner sound. I couldn't. <laughs> I, I kind of got vibes of uh, the second Jaws movie, uh, the initial opening sequence where. Uh, the, the the people with the camera yes yeah it kind of reminded me of that scene yes but bad um yes <laughs> uh the one diver uses his spear gun which makes like a cartoonish sound like, pew! like 
like this really <laughs> fucking amazing sound when it shoots. And I guess it, it he shoots one at the shark, and then I think he like shoots another one at the wall. And I I didn't know that they had exploding harpoons with them. It's just, but I forgot about that. <laughs> um, yeah, so he fires one at the wall, and that opens up a hole. And also the shark, it was, I don't know. It was really like insane editing. And this isn't even the most insane editing, but like, that's one thing this movie is, is it's exciting. It's just one thing to the next. Um, the shark is portrayed by what I assume is a like large mechanical prop, which doesn't really look that great, but I guess maybe it looks a little bit better than Jaws the Revenge shark. Um, but also it's portrayed by this like little toy <laughs> that kind of swims around <laughs> that it, it like in some shots, it doesn't look that bad because it's really dark and it hides a lot of the fakeness. And I'm like, okay, that could like, that could like maybe be like some deep sea footage of a shark. But then there's other parts where I'm like, this is clearly just being filmed in like a fucking fish tank. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and the shots are like one second long. So like, you could barely see them, but. Yeah, there it's it's pretty bad. Um. Anyway, another note: the credits take fucking forever. Like seriously, these things are taking their sweet ass time to show up. Like, the I think by now the sharks attacked and we're still getting credits. <laughs> like what? How many people did it take to rip off this movie? <laughs> so the diver places a transmitter onto the ocean cave ceiling, and the captain calls down to let him know that, that he has three minutes of air. Thankfully, the other diver managed to... Sorry. Thankfully, the other diver manages to rescue the other, but they are eventually eaten by the shark via a lot of frenzied, rapid editing. Then the shark swims up and attacks the boat and smash cut to a highway and a fucking kick in Miami in the 80s soundtrack. <laughs> it's like we've entered Miami Vice. Like, that's just the movie starts. And I think it was that famous bridge, that, that really mm -hmm. long bridge in yeah, Florida. Yeah, yeah, Like the one in... Like the intercoastal. Or yeah, the intercoastal. Yeah. Uh, so we're we're following along a couple, Billy and Vanessa, or Vanessa, I, I put an E at the end for some reason uh, here, <laughs> that's the scientific version, uh, who uh, obviously like have some very high aspirations to achieve. Like they just list off all this shit they want to do. And I'm like, you're, there's no way you're fucking doing this in a shark movie. And Billy, who uh, is a fucking dweeb, like... I'm sorry, but this guy is a fucking nerd. He is a total wiener. He like makes him his girlfriend go with him just to, to this like water park aquarium so he can say hi to the, uh, his father. Apparently, which I just found out. Like I just did not realize that about their <laughs> dynamic at all. There's very little to suggest this in the movie, in my defense. Um, but yeah, he wants to say hello to the guy. So that's his father and his two brothers and younger sister. Yep. Okay. Um, the dolphin noises. Who? Uh, the younger sister Susie was. Uh, Susie. I called her Sally. Fuck. Well, it was tragically paralyzed when her father Dag pile drove her. <laughs> in, during one of his matches. Yeah. Oh God, Good that's horrible. Man. Yeah. Is his name really Dag? I just kept thought they kept calling him Dad. I think his name is uh, Dag. Dag. Is that in the Wikipedia? Yeah, it's Dag. 
Yeah, it's Dag. I don't, I don't have to look at the Wikipedia. It was Dag. It's Dag. It's Dag Sorensen. Dag Sorensen. Oh my god, the, the caucasity of this movie. Also. There's so many people related in this movie. It's like literally a war between the Sorensons and the Lewises. It's like fucking <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Or like Fields and McCoys. Or like they should have just remade uh the musical where it's the sharks versus the jets. West side story. So yeah, obviously exactly. I mean Billy was very much Billy Billy. You <laughs> started singing that Billy Billy. <laughs> Except I fucking hate friend. this Billy. Um he was basically playing Michael of Jaws 3. Yes. And, and he was uh, supposed to be a scientist and yeah, smart. Yeah. And his or, or he no he's no, he's Hooper too from the first movie. Right. Yeah, he is Hooper bit, yeah. too. Yeah. But, well, he disappointed but I, me in one aspect though. Is that, I, I, I regret to inform you that no, he fucking is not. <laughs> what? He's not on par with Richard Dreyfus? How how could this possibly be? Uh, I'll, I have some good evidence as to why. But uh, yeah, we do meet some dolphins, which their noises just like just oh my god, the we dolphins. Got more fat dolphins. Oh wait, wait, wait. The fat you dolphins. I think he is such a nerd, by the way, going back to Billy, that he actually uses the phrase discoing till dawn. Yep. I mean, he is on par with Billy the Blue Ranger in terms of being a fucking nerd. Because that's what he is, and that's what he looks like. I thought he looked like a poor man's Ed Bagley Jr. <laughs> <laughs> he's ed bagley jr jr um but we you do know, you know what would have made this movie better ed bagley jr <laughs> well that yes dennis quaid dennis quaid yes. uh david schwimmer oh. <laughs> as the shark yes oh! <laughs> that's my david schwimmer do you guys want to talk about dinosaurs <laughs> Um, but we do meet Billy's family or the guys, and uh, <laughs> wow, yeah. We, I mean, as find we stated, out Susie will never walk. Yeah, and yeah, Susie will never walk. Uh, I noted that his one brother, I think it's Larry, looked like he was going to try out for Insync, so I just refer referred to him as uh, Justin Timber Beach. But like, <laughs> his... is that the discount Lorenzo Lamas one? I guess, but there's also the guy in the bandana, and I just like couldn't figure out what his deal was. He was just like, "Oh man, I'm gonna rip his fucking dick off" or something like that. That that was at the when he, when uh, Dag was handed the eviction notice. Oh yeah, well that's coming up right now, which is a, a one of the a, it was just a, a great part. But this so, is this lends it to like itself like Caddyshack. Uh, yeah, uh, and uh, and already cool, like um, yeah. And and already this is like too complicated. Like it's it's a fucking shark movie. Like we didn't meet Chief Brody, and all of a sudden he's like for some reason getting evicted out of his house, but then also has to stop the killer shark. Like that didn't happen. So no. Um, we meet as you said, Susie. Uh, she's disabled. I I again I wrote she is someone's daughter or niece. Um, but she's swimming with the dolphins. She's wheelchair disabled. Yeah. Um. Disabled. And <laughs> it was the acid. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. This whole thing is like kind of strange. Um, it's like 
I, I'm not a, it's like, I'm not opposed to representation, but I'm not, I'm not really sure this is the best representation. Also the dubbing for her is really bad. And she makes a lot of strange yeah. faces, just like, like just these, like you can tell that it's dubbed over like and whatnot, but I have so many questions. Like what is this manic music we're listening to? Why are they laughing so awkwardly at her? Why is her voice so fucking weird? Why do we keep cutting back uncomfortably to Billy and Vanessa? <laughs> How did we even know any of these people related? It's all a mystery because suddenly out of nowhere, we meet Francis, the cop who has an order to evict, uh, 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 Hogan Durst Petfield and his facility, <laughs> which we also barely like learn the name of. This is eight minutes into the movie, and I wrote down uh, Bob Brother Bob's line, which was accusing this guy Sam Lewis, the the rich guy in town, as that money grubbing bastard. I'd like to whip his balls off. To which uh, Dag says, don't listen to him. He's young, hot-headed. And I was like, he just threatened to like assault a man in front of a cop. Oh, and by the way, this was uh, ball ripping off number one of this movie. Yeah, there's a weird thing with this line where two people say it, but they weren't near each other. Like it's yeah, just this- it, it happens a couple more times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got that marked down. So... <laughs> Uh, Billy says hello, and we find out about his research and that he's going on the Cuddy Shark. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. The what? <laughs> the Cuddy Shark, a quote, floating madhouse for freaks, which is supposed to be like Hooper going out on the Aurora, which is like a floating <laughs> asylum for shark maniacs like himself. So this is where we find out that he is the Hooper parallel, and well, he sucks at it. Uh, he really does. <laughs> Like, I hate him so much. <laughs> also, I had a teacher in middle school named Mrs. Cuddy, and uh, like, just what a what an unfortunate name that. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like the Cuddy tribe should have taken it upon themselves to be like, ah, our name sucks. We're ending the line. <laughs> it ties with us. I'm just assuming they're Scottish or Irish. <laughs> there was a ship called the Cuddy. Stark, and it, there's an alcohol named after it. I was thinking, wasn't the one character in um, in House, wasn't her? Dr. Cuddy. Dr. Cuddy. Uh, well, this is well before House, so obviously House ripped off Coral Jaws. Anyway, uh, so uh, then we jump to uh, a couple, and the guy has stolen his girlfriend's like blouse or something, and he's running down the beach, which upsets some other people. I don't think we see these people ever again. Um, even though they're like given like more than a few seconds worth of screen time. And then we, they find this very obviously fake dead body and look more well, anno- annoyed by finding it than like actually concerned. Well, now they're going to have to stay there and answer questions and <laughs> they're not going to be able to play grab ass in, in the surf now. You know? <laughs> so France. So this is, this is again, another rip off. Yep. Yeah. Nope. This yep. whole, the, 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 the next five minutes of this movie is basically a ripoff. Yep, of just Jaws. And and the thing is, like by this point, there have been numerous Jaws ripoff films. But the thing is, 
Alligator is a very good B movie because it knows that it's like just essentially a, just a giant animal movie, but it's fucking fun and it's like self-aware. And also the guys were like, yeah, we give a shit about this. Like, I like me some giant animal attack movies. Not this one because, it, no, well, I like this one because it's fucking awful, but this is not a good one. Um, but anyway, so Francis, the cop, brings Billy down because he needs his expertise regarding the death, which I believe yields these two lines. And Francis says, I brought you down here because I need your expertise and want you to look at the injury. To which Billy says, all right, well, I have to look at it first before I make a decision. Yeah, no fucking shit, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like, just... Who wrote this, or who didn't write the, write this? Um, so it they show so wooden. So they show the dead body, and I just said, "Oh no, they left another Stretch Armstrong out in the sun." <laughs> <laughs> and then all of the guys doing the the Vicks vapor rub under the nose. Oh, like and... Silence of the Lambs. Well, no, no like the first shots. Billy, when they were still had the body at the beach, like Billy is like, "Well, we'll need a." Um, We'll need an autopsy to determine if it was a shark. And then, like, seconds into, like, the exam, the examiner, like, probably takes, like, a quick peek. And it's like, yeah, this was a shark. <laughs> <laughs> like, just a couple other notes, though. Like, I also love that there's, like, this other cop there who just shows up he plays no role in the film really and i love that there's like this gaggle of people and he's like back up everybody calm down relax and i'm just like nobody's doing anything they're just standing around um so um, yeah. they also they also another callback to the first movie they suggest that it was a propeller propeller uh, yep. billy also says it was a killer whale but that the body has been out here and been chewed on for days which is a callback to jaws 2 which was also a plot line that went nowhere in Jaws 2. But Jaws 2 is still 10,000 times the film this is. Um, so, yeah. Well, I was waiting for, like, with the autopsy. I was waiting for, like, somebody to utter the phrase bite radius. Well, they will. Um, but, yeah, the coroner, or as I had originally put the mortician, I think those are different things, uh, says it was definitely a shark. And, like, he must have said this line into the future because we just then jump to being outside this like beach club looking place as the like sunny rich guy, Sam and the mayor of the town are just like, absolutely not. And I was just like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. We didn't even get a second to digest this. And they're just like, and they're like, and Sam's like, whoa, hold on a second. Are you telling me that you got to close the beaches? And I was like, why didn't they just say this? Like, why are they having him like lead this dialogue in? And he, and of course he protests it because he's sponsoring a thing. And he goes, we have to postpone the regatta. That's what France, like, so every time they were talking about it, I was like, oh, the regatta. <laughs> and of course, again, the, the battle of closing the beaches from the first movie. This is just basically Sheriff versus uh, the mayor. Yep. Sheriff Brody versus the mayor. Yeah, except the these guys look very mafia, which kind of turns out to be true. Um, and Billy obnoxiously explains that the wounds were those of a tiger shark. So, like, at least we got a different shark, but also it was clearly not a tiger shark in any of the movie. It's just not. It's just a great way. But he's just like, 
So <laughs> thankfully we leave that scene and we meet up with Ronnie and Tommy, whose name I also did not know until I like looked it up on the internet on the beach who are deriding Vanessa's boyfriend, uh, Billy. And then Ronnie's little sister starts talking to Bob. Is it Bob? 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 Yeah. Right. Yeah. Bob or Justin Timber beach. And this really pisses off Ronnie. And like, you know, this is just something that like, I can't stand in movies where it's like this old trope. It's another old eighties trope where like, why the fathers and the brothers are so guarded of their sisters. Like, it's like, they want to fuck them. It's so fucking weird and gross. And then like, uh, like this Gloria, like Gloria scenes. goes up to Bob and she's like, "Come on, let's hang out." And he's just, she goes, "Do you always do what your daddy tells you to do?" And he's just like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> to which I was like, "Uh, no." I mean, yes, yes, daddy, yes, daddy. Well, I think Liz mentioned callback from the second movie where the out of town girl. Is at the pub, at the towny pub with all of them, yes. and wants them to go out on the boat the next day, and and Michael's like, oh, I'm grounded or whatever, and she's like, well, do you always do what your daddy tells you to do? Okay, to get but him like, to we... show up the next day. Okay, but like we don't know anything about this guy's daddy. <laughs> well, we know that Ronnie's Ronnie. Ronnie is that yes Swayze Swayze Swayze's dad is Swayze. <laughs> It's Swayze Sam, with the, the shitty guy with the chin butt. Um, Swayze's dad is Robin Leach, and yeah. and Bobby's dad is Hulk Hogan. It's Hulk Hogan, yeah, yes. But but again, <laughs> we still don't know enough about Daddy. Um, so this is probably the line that we were talking about where Tommy. Everybody's name ends in like E in this movie too. Tommy, Billy, Ronnie, Larry. Like they all live at the Jersey Shore. Um, but Tommy halts Vanessa and her friends as he proclaims, he's the person in charge of pussy and has to check your pussy. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> let me see if this will work. Are you just like trying? Is this like I'm pretending this is Tommy's head? You're just. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I don't know something that's like insane too about this movie. There is not a single line of dialogue in the rest of this film that even comes remotely close to being this like just off offensive. There's nothing. There's just this bizarre moment of grotesque misogyny. There's a little bit. There's yeah, little but bit nothing more. like I need to check your. Just budget. a lot of. Oh, yeah, you know, look at her and check out. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, yeah. <laughs> so Tommy laughs. And, but then they they are just like, oh, dick brain, dick, dick brain, brain, dick brain. <laughs> Which I, I'm, I'm for that coming back as an insult. All right. I enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, I was like, wait, what did they call it? Dick brain. Uh, if you think that this is a lot so far, well, you're right. This is only 13 minutes in, and I needed a break. <laughs> like, <laughs> I took one. Um, anyway, wow, I said about Ronnie's uh, pants. I said, wow, this fucking guy's pants and white vest get up. And uh, he reminds me of one of the guys from the uh, Righteous Gemstones. 
But it turns out that Sam is Ronnie's dad, as you said, and he's complaining about having to cancel the regatta. Uh, Ronnie says that it's payback from the guys that he wants evicted for their land. But Sam's like, nah, that's not true. And Ronnie says that Gloria has a crush on Bob. And this gets Sam really mad. And he says, I'm going to tear off his balls. Why? Yeah. Repeating this line for some reason. Um, yeah. So there, but there was another has one that I had like just prior to that. I don't know when it took place, but it, it bears it bears me saying it. He's going to take his vest and dirty, I think maybe take his vest off and dirty dance during the regatta. Yes, <laughs> that was a good one too. <laughs> so then we cut to clearly not night on the beach. <laughs> Like maybe the most offensive, like like shot at day and filtered blue to be night I've ever seen in a movie. Is that um, when Ronnie and No, this is when fucking like Ivan Drago and Barbie are like practically fucking, but she's like, I want to swim first. And then he's like, like like an Italian person doing a bad Swedish accent, being like, ah, you go by yourself. And he walks up and he's like, oh, it's freezing. <laughs> and she goes, let's do it in here. Uh, yeah, she wants to bone in the water for some reason. And, and, uh, then just... and my big thing was water is not a good lubricant. Salt water is an even worse lubricant. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> I've been told that as well. Uh, so cue up some footage from Jaws 1 uh, of uh, Chrissy Watkins swimming from the opening, as well as some other random shark footage that I think is actually from another older and probably better Italian shark attack movie. And uh, it just turns out to be Ivan Drago. He's like, I must break you. And then the shark does actually wind up attacking her. And he's just like, I must run away. And he does. Uh, so she dies. I you know, it, it, it happens. Uh, smash cut. There's so many smash cuts in this movie. Smash cut to a seal and a dolphin being fed by Susie and Vanessa. And uh, Dag shows up to bring her home. But she protests by reading right off the cue card off screen and making some really weird uh, facial expressions. Smash cut to nothing's been the same since mom died. What? <laughs> like, that's what Bob says to Gloria. What is he wearing is what I wrote. Did he steal the scummy guy's son's white vest and put it over his Gap t-shirt? <laughs> like, whatever. They start making out and they're just like, it was literally, but then Ronnie arrives in a Jeep with Tommy and other people, slaps the shit out of Gloria and then gets punched by Bob who gets easily grabbed by the goons i mean literally it's just like bam i hate you little sister and he's Coming like fuck you one of my favorite lines in the entire movie what is the line because i wrote i cannot i could not understand anything being said in this well, scene besides well, ronnie going Ow! ronnie and his goons uh uh kicking uh the hell out of uh bob uh he says the world's a bad place, Bobby boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the noises with like the kicking, it was like this like kicking sound effect. Uh, like 
and them like just putting boots to them all looked awful. Yeah, it was so bad. Horrible. Like, but just what does this have to do with the shark? Like how Ronnie over the top says everything <laughs> just makes him my favorite character. Like, yeah. Um, but it, and and it just gets even more crazy from here because then they break into the water park slash aquarium and attempt to poison the dolphins by feeding them fish laced with strychnine. Oh, eventually says something like this will fix your wagons. <laughs> yeah, it's like what? <laughs> so, but like you know, this pisses off the dolphins obviously, which they're all like. Yee, 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 and then you know, uh, Dag and someone else. I think it's like Bob shows up, and they, uh, you know, Ronnie and them run off. But they find they just leave behind this bag of poison fish. And I was just like, who do these guys think they are? The Joker? Like, oh, Batsy's gonna love this when I poison this rare South American river dolphin, and he'll have to come and choose between his sweet, sweet love, Silver Saint Cloud, or whatever character it is. And it's like, <laughs> or his poisoned big mammal. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry, I've been drinking all day. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> I had you're on a tear. You're on a tear. I'm glad. I mean, like I said, I'm a little more calm because this movie is not directly assaulting me at the moment, but I was very <laughs> mouthy when it was on. <laughs> anyway, um, so Dag is like, go get Billy. And I just was like, Billy, Billy, Billy. Billy. Sean, it's the Billy song. <laughs> Smash cut to Ivan Drago looking very upset because his girlfriend was eaten by a shark and he's at the police department. And to which Francis, the cop, comes in and says to his deputy, you better have a good reason for waking me up this early in the morning. Sir, you are the, the fucking chief of police. It's just like, yeah, it's your job. And he explains like what this guy is telling him about the, the, you know, the shark attack. And Francis, for some reason, goes, I need to interrogate him. And I was like, why? Do you think he's working for Hans Gruber or something? <laughs> like, like, you think he paid off the shark? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So had I, I, like um, obviously like Francis is like of like the Alex Jones why it's like clearly this was a false flag to shut down the economy in a small town. Is this um so two things is this where we had this the, the girl's name that died was she the certain? It, we're getting there. Okay, and then the second had I commented about the um the angry soccer mom pose yet? You have not. Okay, so. Um, the sheriff is Francis, right? Yes. Yeah, fucking. Uh, like, he had obviously somehow, somehow not Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> right. Uh, I was so, going to say, uh, poor man's Patrick Duffy. So he uh, he had obviously uh, only ever appeared in a high school production of you know Guys and Dolls or something. Um, so his only physical ability to act is anytime he is delivering a line. He stands like an angry soccer mom. Yes, he just. So he's... literally, if he is, if he's not talking, his hands are down here. 
And when he starts talking, he does this for the entire movie. So every time he did it, I was like, hands on hips. (laughs) Hands on hips. You can play a drinking game. Hands on hips. And I was like, you have to play a drinking game that every time the sheriff puts his hands on his hips, you have to do a shot. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be wasted. He would. Um, So... Billy manages to get an antidote into the dolphin. So the dolphin's fine. Like all that fucking hollow blue, the dolphin's fucking fine. Smash cut to Francis the cop jumping over a railing to some more fucking kicking 80s music, including a well-timed, wow, as he clears the railing and heads over to talk to Billy. Tiny little lip like the railing. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like, okay, this is not a police department. You're filming this at, like, the film studio, and that's, like, the, your bo- that's, like, the executive producer's, like, office. And they're just like, okay, we'll quickly just shoot it here and just, like, look cool. He's like, all right, I got something worked up for you. Whoop! <laughs> oh, very good job, uh, fucking, where'd you learn that? The Super Mario, like, school of acting? <laughs> Jump over things is what you do, you know? Parkour. Uh, I'm Italian. It's a Italian movie. But then he finds Billy, who's just like flipping through a slideshow projector of sharks like a fucking psychopath. And then Francis <laughs> scares him. And he's like, oh, Francis. Oh, my God. You scared me. And I was like, why? Like, Freddy Krueger's not in this movie. Like, you're not being stalked by Michael Myers. So the music that started when uh francis jumped the, <laughs> amazing the three inch step i should try to find it and send it to mike so the, we can the put music it at the end of the continued uh as he was going in to was it billy watching the film strip yeah i'm like that music is not what uh would be playing when somebody is watching a shark film strip <laughs> can i be honest i kind of liked the music i, I thought like, that that well first i said somebody has a casio keyword uh and then uh second i said that billy was actually looking at porn (laughs) (laughs) because that music is somebody is watching a film strip of like pornographic images yeah exactly but he's yeah so billy is just like we have to either kill the shark or starve it out. And I'm like, God, this guy's trying like to sound so tough. And he just looks like a fucking like dork. Like he like fucking I'm, I'm like waiting for uh, Mark Paul Gosler to just like show up and be like, you stole my voice. You sound exactly like me on Saved by the Bell. I'm going to fucking beat the shit out of you for sounding like me. Yeah. I originated talking through the back of my nostrils and having a deep voice. Don't I just smile. thought that uh, he looked like when you when you hear the phrase Eagle Scout. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I was. Uh, anyway, um, I think we, we were at Liz's point where she was asking. There was a point when the the woman, the swimmer, gets brought up. The and one that died. The one that died that was with Dolph Lundgren. Yes. And she was referred to as a certain Kate Adams. And yeah. I was like, I'm like, I kept saying, I, when, when he said that, well, you know, it's the body of a certain Kate Adams. I'm like, a certain Kate Adams? Is that her prefix? It's like, what is the necessity of certain? It's like he had heard that, like a detective say that phrase, like in a previous movie. 
And was waiting for an occasion. It was that. waiting. Yes, exactly. It was waiting to use that in this movie. Oh, but the context is really oh, long. Oh, a certain Kate Adams. Yeah, I've heard she's uh, gotten around town. A certain Kate Adams that I went to high school with. That's what it sounds like. Well, yeah. Usually, yes. like cop movies or detective movies, they're asking, like, uh, we're looking for a certain Kate Adams. Have you seen her? It's not like, oh, that girl that died is a certain Kate Adams. Like, certainly, she's Kate Adams. <laughs> no, this is clearly just like a very poor understanding of how like the criminal, like, you know, whatever you want to call it, like the crime research, uh, it, you know, it, it, uh, uh, I'm, I'm like blanking on the word, but just like it's the whole inspection process of like examining, yeah. like crime examination process. Like that's clearly like not like correct terminology. It's just some bullshit it's, they made up or whatever. They heard it somewhere and said, oh, put that in the script. It'll work. It's like the Terminator's yeah. looking for a certain Sarah Connor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have you but, seen this certain John Connor? But smash cut to dolphins jumping at the water park before Sam Lewis shows up to explain. Again, Sam Lewis, the villain, shows up to explain all of his plans to Dag, to which Dag could just be like, all right, uh, I'm going to just go get my lawyer now. Uh, <laughs> one of uh, Sam's guys behind him, I remarked, had fucking huge sunglasses on. And then this he, exchange. He stole them from Ellen Brody. <laughs> yeah right yeah. and then this exchange of dialogue from uh dag and sam where dag says i said you were a son of a bitch sam and sam goes what'd you say to which dag says i said her a son of a birch <laughs> like he just, <laughs> just, just oh when he was touring around like the the marketing people and whatnot yeah and then Dag just threatens anybody who comes onto his land, which, like, you know, I get, and like, I get, you know, I, I understand he's supposed to be like the good guy, but in this situation, he's literally just like, I will pull a fucking gun on you if you come near me. It's just like, all right, relax. <laughs> so, uh, it was, I think, at this point where the, the phrase, tell your Bob. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, no, I wrote this down. I wrote tell this your down. Bob. This part. <laughs> I don't even understand like what this what happens here because Sam Lewis turns around and goes, and by the way, tell your friend Bob not to come near, or you can buy another wheelchair. No, it's tell your Bob. It, it wasn't yeah. tell tell your friend Bob. It was literally just tell your it, Bob. Okay, that's because even his better. son, because his son, because Dag's son is Bob Bobby. Yeah. And Bobby is going after Gloria, which is Sam's. Sam. Uh, this should not be, so, this, should not be this hard to fucking explain. So Hulk Hogan's son, Bobby, uh, was going after Robin Leach's daughter, Gloria. So yes. uh, Robin Leach says, tell your Bob to stay away from my daughter. We you know all that stuff. And I was like, tell your Bob? <laughs> It's your, even better. Tell like, your Bob. Tell your Bob. In this case, Bob is not your uncle. <laughs> and I'm like, does everybody get a Bob? Can but, I have a Bob? But the wheelchair part. Like, <laughs> because Susie's in a wheelchair. I know, but I'm like, yeah. he, like it's He's just threatening to paralyze Bob. It's so yeah. bizarre. It's so bizarre. And then Sally starts crying. It's just like, Susie. it's like they just said, make up an insult. And he's like, okay, I will. So, 
Sam then gets surprised by a seal and falls into the water. But thankfully, like, it's just one of those like, oh, the bad guy fell in the water and he's embarrassed now. But thankfully, he dries off in between shots and he gets mad at Francis again when he says that there's been another shark attack. And he's like pleading with the mayor who has the worst wig and mustache. Smash cut. Smash cut. I forget what's at that scene though. Like somebody along the line here, uh, they're because they're talking about like uh, the shark, and they um, they pulled out the line from the first Jaws that all it does is swim, eat, and make baby sharks. Yes, I. I, uh, yeah. Either that's coming up or it was set at that point. I think it's in and around here at this point. So they're having a discussion inside, right? Like at at like the mayor headquarters. In the mayor's office. In the mayor's office. Yeah. And you mentioned a smash cut. Yeah. The smash cut that I'm thinking of. Because they're just outside now. Continuing the discussion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like just outside continuing discussion with the same three people. Same three people. Let's take this discussion outside. Yeah. It's like so it's like Mike and I are sitting on this couch and we're going, Hey, do you think you'd have time to go to the store tomorrow? And before you say, Yeah, of course, I'll go to the store after work. Suddenly we're out on the front lawn for you to answer oh, oh, that what question. Want, what do you want me to get at the store? And then and then Mike gets into his van as Liz is talking to him and just drives away. <laughs> He's not going to the store either. He's just driving away. And I'm like, why did they have to leave the office to finish the conversation? <laughs> yeah. So then, yeah. There, the, Sam says that like they'll seal off part of the water and have choppers in the air with spotters. And Francis just agrees to this on the grounds that they agree that they're opening a diner for sharks. Like, he's like, okay, you're going to do this on the grounds that you know that if anything happens where a shark appears, you're responsible. And they're like, ah, nothing's going to happen. And I'm like, there's no paperwork. There's nothing present. Like, this is not how Jaws 1 played out. In fact, this is actually probably more illegal than what happened in Jaws. There was was a a handshake agreement. There's no town council. There's no, like... There was an effort made in Jaws 1 to kill the shark. And they got, you know, quote, the shark. And then obviously, like, you know... The stuff with Mrs. Kittner and whatnot. We don't have to get into the whole thing. But, like, this, it's just ridiculous. Uh, smash cut to the shark and then to Billy and Vanessa getting hot and heavy, which I really don't want to see. Like, it's just, I don't want to see Billy engaging in any sexual activity with anybody. He, <laughs> he repulses me. And uh, Francis interrupts because he needs Billy's help again, which brings us to another great exchange of dialogue. Vanessa, once again, Billy, is it the fish or me? She says, but then her friend Glenda shows up, which really confused me. So was Vanessa like sticking around anyway? Like, why is she so mad at Billy for leaving when she's like, I'm going to leave soon anyway. They but were also, supposed to go out together. Oh, okay. Like but Billy also, and Vanessa were supposed to go with Oh, Glenda they were supposed and, to go dancing at yeah. the, yeah. Okay. Um, and that really pissed, now, okay. So it didn't piss me off, but I was like, you're dating a guy that you know is a scientist and a complete and other dork, and then you get mad when he's doing something intellectual. I mean, d- 
do you not know the guy you're dating? <laughs> I suppose it was 1995 and he couldn't just like FaceTime in or something like that. So he had to like actually go. But also I'm just like, it's clear that they've been dating for a while. It also doesn't <clears throat> sound like they've been communicative whatsoever. <laughs> Oh, did you get to uh, Vanessa's line? Once again, Billy, is it the fish or me? Well, isn't this where she tells him, I want you to find the tallest skyscraper you can and yep. throw yourself off, and yep. then you can go fuck yourself? <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, she's so, like, furious that he's doing what is essentially his job. Yeah, and I was just like, damn, lady, way to dip into, like, my mom's quote book when she was getting divorced from my dad. Like, I'm just like, I'm just, I was wow. just like, have you not met this guy you're engaged to? <laughs> like, Mike's just like, Mike's off-put by my, my all-too-personal comment. <laughs> no, but I was like, have you damn. met this guy you're engaged to? Because they're right. engaged. I'm like, he's going to go out on this, he's supposed to go out on that cutty shark. Uh, Chip, he's got to go out on the Cuddy Shark. It's like no, but he's already got this plan to go out on a research vessel. It's so a when he gets shark. contacted as an authority on something, and unfortunately, it interrupts their pre uh, pre dancing nookie time. <laughs> she, she, she flips her shit. I'm like, do you not know that the guy you're gonna marry is a like supposedly like a doctor or a doctorate or some sort of scientist. I mean, he is also a vapid douchebag. Yes. But... I mean, the crazy thing is, though, is they weren't even going to go out. Yeah, they were. They, no, no. Basically, she she implied in this scene that, hey, you know what? doesn't look like Glenda's going to show up, but that's okay. We can have a lot of fun here. Right, she thought that they were going to go out, though, because Glenda was supposed to come pick them up. Yeah, but then she she was like, it's okay if she doesn't show up. Right. then we can have fun here. Because she was thinking it was, you know, Nookie time. It was business time. But oh. but then Glenda showed up anyway. So if Glenda showed up while they were, you know. None of it makes any sense. It, it, well, they well, let's say Francis didn't show up and didn't interrupt them. Glenda would have shown up when they were, and then, you know. Well, and then Francis could have gone out with Glenda. <laughs> and her fucking crazy eyes. Oh my god! You haven't talked at all about her crazy eyes. Glenda, when she walks, is it when she walks into the dance uh, hall? She's got like crazy eyes and a flip top head. There, there's so many teeth showing. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> well. Before we get to that, uh, Susie asks her dad, Dag, uh, about why sharks eat people. And then he reads her a story so she can fall asleep. Um, couple of notes. Well, let me tell you something, Susie. <laughs> okay. But that's how it went in my head. Okay, but why is he holding, like, three books, but he's only reading one, first of all? And also, did the book suck that much that she fell asleep? Or did he drug her? Because she just passes the fuck out. Like, literally, oh, it was I like... I gave her a little Icopro when we were driving down the Pacific Highway. It's like the... We blazing down the highway. Oh, yeah. Whoa. It's like the director was just, like, off screen being like, okay, fall asleep. <laughs> <And so she laughs> no, Smash cut to an... 
awful club scene. And like, I know you were saying that she shows up at the dance hall, but like, I'm sorry, this is the town gazebo. And it looks like just, it's complete with an awful band, like a bad version of Huey Lewis and the news. I I thought it was like, actually, I thought it was the Lewis's house. (laughs) I did. Um, And what was fun about that band is, is that clearly you could hear multiple female singers and there was not so, one there was only one one yeah. so before they got to the dance hall gazebo whatever um talking about like Susie falling asleep so discount hulk hogan he's got all those books in his hand and the one that's open you can see it and it's snow white and the seven dwarfs and i don't fucking remember any sharks in that story nope. <laughs> but but like he and also, like you said, he says three words, and she goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, he must be the most boring person. <laughs> Gave her some of that uh, melatonin. I don't know. He slipped her some CBD gummies or something. I don't yeah. know. A little blessing. A little <laughs> blessing. Danny's little helper. Well, at the uh, the fucking kicking dance party, Vanessa and Glenda start dancing with Tommy and Ronnie because they're ridiculously attractive chads. I'm just kidding. They look like fucking losers. Uh, <clears throat> Vanessa complains about Billy to Ronnie. Um, I'm not really sure what happens to Tommy, but like when he like goes up to Glenda, it looks like I, I can't tell if like either his underwear's lining snaps him in the balls or he just like fucking fully comes like right there because he just like reacts. He's just, like, and, like just makes this a really weird face. She punches him in the balls. Yeah, barely. <laughs> it's so bizarre. And then Billy shows up, but Vanessa has made off with uh, Ronnie and Glenda tells Billy, who's like all sad now. Um. Then we're back to day at night on the beach where everything is blue (laughs) and we're hanging with Bob and Gloria again. And they plan to run away together. Ronnie and Vanessa then uh, have like maybe one of the dumbest games of keep away around this really oddly designed like beach tent thing or whatever. Wait, it's a recreation of Jaws 3 scene. Yeah, but it sucks. And they're not beach tents. They're the, the, they're the, um, the, the sailboards, the sails. Oh, okay. The, I regatta. Can't for the regatta. The regatta. <laughs> but they're like complete with making, making like, duh, oh, ooh, noises. <laughs> and they're doing that, catch me, don't catch me, catch me, don't catch ooh, me in the stand. Ooh. And oh, my shirt fell off. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Vanessa swims out and Sam, uh, or I'm sorry, Ronnie uh, follows in sweet. And she's like, it's warm. And I said, yeah, because you just peed in it. Uh, Tommy and Glenda then rip off Dennis Quaid's bit from Jaws 3 and scare them with a flashlight pretending to be the police. Oh, and the megaphone. And oh, You the- know what's funny, though, is, okay, so the water was warm uh, for for Vanessa and Ronnie, but it was cold for Kate Adams and Dolph Lundgren. For a certain Kate Adams. For a certain Kate Adams. Uh, And then the other part is, so you've got the ripoff scene of Glenda and whoever. Ronnie? Ronnie Ronnie and Vanessa? Tommy. Tommy and Glenda? Yes. Oh, doing doing the megaphone? Doing the thing, and like, 
it's obviously, I mean, in the movie, I understand they're pretending it's night, but it looks like daytime. It looks <laughs> like a cloudy day. And the like, you know, and, and Bobby and whoever the couple is out in the water is like, is that you? I'm like, yeah, you can fucking see him. <laughs> yeah. They're not what? even like hiding somewhere or kind of like ducking behind anything. That guy, no. you know, over there by your Jeep. Like that that's not even like what's the weirdest part of this because what happens next is so strange. Like the shark appears, but it's also like attached to this balloon thing. Like just all of a sudden there's just this balloon that like like shoots out of the water. And I'm like, quick to not shoot a harpoon or dag. This shark just has like a big floating balloon with it for some reason. It's like swimming behind them. No one see like they see it. They're like, "Oh no, the shark's approaching! It's gonna get you!" But they just like get out of the water, and it's like fine. And then Ronnie and Tommy wrestle, and then there's this really fast shot of the shark looking really fake. Like it, it's just all so bizarre. And like, I think it was to be like the barrels in the first movie. Yeah, but we don't have right, any... but it makes no sense. Right, it just so we have happens. no idea why the shark has a pink balloon, other than maybe it's friends with Pennywise the clown. <laughs> <laughs> I just like balloons. <laughs> um. Anyway, the mayor holds a council meeting, showing the precautions that they're taking to prevent the shark from entering the part of the water where the regatta is being held, using a fence <laughs> and a shark net. And Sam says. Ladies and gentlemen, absolutely nothing will happen. You have my word on that. Ever the most trustworthy guy. Absolutely so, nothing will happen at the Ragada. So the fleet of boats and choppers go out. And like, I love these two dudes piloting the chopper, like wearing military fatigues. For, like they, it's like they hired the local militia to do it. But like the <laughs> pilot has like a giant mustache and Ray-Bans. He's like, I've seen some shit. Indeed I have. And he's like, just one of those like guys that thinks he's been at war for like 15 years, but he just is like a crazy person that lives in like his basement or whatever. <laughs> Um, for some reason, there's a tiny dog on the beach as Francis is scour, uh, scouting it. This dog shows up and never shows up again. It doesn't die. It just There's this little dog on the beach. And then also these really weird British tourists arrive and they're like, Hi, where can we see the shark that is killing people at the beach? What the hell? <laughs> Who the fuck are these people? Why do they want to see civilians dying? It's and then like they won, a, like, they won like a contest to be in the movie. And, and this Francis, was their scene. And Francis is like, well, there was a shark, but it left. And the guy goes, we came all this way and it's gone. And then the little kid, whose name is also Ronnie, goes so we're not gonna see the shark and his dad goes oh ronnie shut up and he like hits his kid in the face for some reason <laughs> so then so many people get smacked by like family <laughs> in this movie so the chopper guys see the shark and like no i'm sorry that's not a shark that's a fucking pool toy um but, <laughs> hey, they see this shark so they shoot at it with a rifle and they think they got it in the head so they head back and the recovery crew goes out and Francis runs off to supervise, I, I guess. And the weird Brits 
fucking follow him because they're like, oh, if we go with him, there's a chance we're going to see the shark. And I'm like, God, these people are like worse than punishers that harass <laughs> guitar players about pedal boards. But that's okay. We your, your, never your see accent, them again. Your accent for the British guy reminds me of like the like the infomercial guy, like uh, uh, like uh, the dude from Nick. Magic Bullet. Yeah. yeah. And oh. then we'll put it in the Magic Bullet, and we'll and make there a you have shock sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we never see these people again. They're gone. Nope. So the recovery team does pull up a shark, uh, but uh, Billy rolls up and like his shirt made me laugh pretty hard here. It's like a weird football and cleat pattern, like just very 1995. Um, everyone is there from the West. Yeah. And like everyone from the water park is there for some reason. And then Sam arrives to, sorry, that sounded like I said, samurai. Sam <laughs> arrives to say that they all want all the big news channels down there. As Billy explains to Dag that the bite radius don't match the other sharks. But, oh, there's our bite radius. But yep. there's no little Kittner boy to spill out all over the dock. It's just not the time or the place. So the reason that all of the people from the amusement park there is their Bob is uh, participating in the regatta. Yes. Regatta. Um, then oh, uh, it wasn't the, the time or place line. Wasn't there also a line that where they say, you watch too many movies? Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Then the Coast Guard hauls in a wrecked boat. And uh, I kind of thought the Coast Guard guy kind of sounded like Marty Funkhauser. He's like, we found it adrift. Have full water. I said there was that. nobody aboard. <laughs> like, he kind of sounded like yeah. Marty Funkhauser. Yeah. Super Dave Osborne. Super Dave. Can you believe this? Larry, a shark showed up on my vacation. Can you believe it? I felt like I was in Jaws. You didn't see a shark. I did. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to go off into a curb tangent. Uh, so Sam says there was no way that it could have been done by a shark. But Dag says to cancel the regatta after he finds a bloody rag in the wrecked boat. Of course, Sam says the regatta is on. And the boats just start piling in, including the Joyce Marie which boasted uh, what I felt was a really bad paint job on the banner of it, which consisted of shrimp that looked like they weren't even finished. Uh, <laughs> this hat, which looks like it had a shrimp mounting a whale on it. Very odd. <laughs> and the Barbarossa. Uh, also, we have cheerleaders. They don't go in the water. There's no Jaws 3 thing or anything like that. But they're here for Sam Lewis wearing a massively offensive suit. This is not even a charmingly tacky suit. He looks like a circus ringleader lost his job and became mayor at the local dive bar. It's awful. When he picks up this like little kid, it sounds like he says, oh, bet you you're a future champ with hands made out of manicotta. <laughs> like that's what it sounded <laughs> like to me. And like, I also love that there's one photographer there, like so much for CBS and ABC being here. Like, did they film this at the fucking Tiki Bar at Point Pleasant in New it Jersey? It looks like it looks like a boardwalk. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, everyone is enjoying the sun as some 80s hair metal plays. And there's like some kind of sailboat race, a la Jaws 2, being prepared for by the respective good guys and bad guys. And then uh, Billy says this great line. 
I'm concerned, Francis. It's almost like someone has trained that thing, the shark, to hunt and kill. I had that line written down, too. I was like... It's a shark! Yeah, and you earlier had said that uh, it it always just uh, swims and eats and makes baby sharks, and that's what it does. So, like, why did something have to train it? Because foreshadowing. It, yeah, it did some bad foreshadowing. <laughs> uh, so Ronnie uh, rubs his like half chub on Glenda before going out on the boat with Tommy, which I was just like, oh, wait. So this guy's just got like a full on boner when he's on the boat with Tommy. Uh, Vanessa takes uh, Susie to watch the boats and also find Billy. And there's like some more stuff about Bob and Gloria and Ronnie getting really mad about it. Which oh I was yeah, like, there's another, I'll rip his balls off. I'll pulverize them. It's so weird. It's like, it's really upsetting balls just how much this guy. Balls, balls reference number three. Yeah. I just don't <laughs> like how much this guy is protective of his sister. It's really creepy. <laughs> um. As the sailboat race gets ready to start, we cut to more footage from Jaws 1 and random shark footage as it swims into the area. And the countdown, which I have to say, that guy was pretty like, two minutes remaining, one minute remaining, 13 seconds remaining. Yeah, talk about a random time. 13 seconds? (laughs) The the countdown culminates in the shark attacking the fence and then some like this killer 90s montage music starts playing as the race gets underway and like i just cannot stress how fucking silly this is like it's just clearly there's shots that are filmed in a pool or on like dry land dry land like when the shark starts attacking (laughs) the two uh bobby and ronnie are like competing against one another and they've got their their parasails or whatever it is they've got and they're moving i'm like get out of my green screen (laughs) like green screen get out of my backyard they're obviously (laughs) on land yeah obviously like being filmed on land because you only get them from here up and one of the other things that i noticed around this time when they're you know when this i don't want to say scene but when this whole section of the brigada started anytime people were talking on camera their faces were this close. I'm like, who talks that close to somebody's face, whether you like them or not? Who, who is right here when you're talking to them? And Mike's like, because they both have to be picked up on the boom. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably a little tiny microphone hanging down. <coughs> I agree. I was like, I'm gonna go blah blah blah. I'm gonna rip your balls off. <laughs> well. Bob eventually falls off and the shark tears through the net and Dag spots the fin and the shark bites the back of one of the boats. And then Ronnie falls in the water with Bob and there's some very confusing editing. And I thought they died, but they didn't. Um, I guess some other people died. But people get onto a boat. They like get out of the water. And also, I love how every megaphone that gets pulled out in these sequences just proceeds to get smaller and smaller because the one that Francis is holding is just, like, fucking tiny. Looks like when you get it, like, Toys R Us. (laughs) And, like, everyone's running away. Like, even people that are, like, far on land are like, oh, my God, the shark! And it's like, it's not crawling out of the water. (laughs) It's legs. Like, fucking relax. 
Like and everybody's the, yelling. So you've got one guy with a megaphone, and you've got 15 people behind. Yeah, like the dock collapses or something. Vanessa's like crushing the life out of Susie for some fucking reason. Like all this shit is fucking happening. The shark looks so fake. Uh, Susie eventually gets pushed and her real chair like gets <laughs> stuck so on like a boat dock like mount and she falls in the water. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> Vanessa, okay, this part is insane. Handicap girl going into the water. <laughs> this part is that. insane. Like so Susie falls into what appears to be like, I don't know, maybe two feet of water from like I the just, outside. I started laughing like when the, <laughs> the wheelchair started falling down the dock. So, so, <laughs> he's laughing and the chair the wheelchair is rolling down the lock the, the lock and I go, Timmy! <laughs> <laughs> it's like when do you remember when Paul Rudd used to go on like Conan and he used to play like just like oh you brought like a clip from your new movie and it was just like a scene from that movie Mac and Me where like the kid in the wheelchair gets pushed off a cliff and there's just a shot of him like plummeting down like a 50 foot cliff into a river like that's what he used to do like that's what the scene was except she goes into like it literally looks like two feet of water that was great. I, and so Vanessa like dives in to get her, and apparently it's like this like deep part of the water, which you can't fucking tell from like the angle. It just looks like the edge of the dock. It looks like they could have just like climbed up a ladder or something. And now, she I dives in. I got confused she, in the movie. Was it Gloria sitting with Susie or Vanessa? It was Vanessa because Vanessa. she dives in and hands uh Susie up to Francis and Billy and then Vanessa like get, dies like she gets like pulled under by the shark you never see the shark Billy's just like Vanessa yeah. and she's like oh no and then she just dunks herself as the, as the shark pulled her under so this is very reminiscent of um, Sean being saved uh, by the woman in Jaws 2 correct like when they when the boat capsizes and they both fall under the water and then <clears throat> she she kind of hoists Sean up to the 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 boat and he gets saved and then she doesn't right so except kind of... Vanessa like 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 Dylan said she's like standing in two feet of water so yeah. the whole shark attack she like went from a crouch stood up. <laughs> And literally, you saw the bottom of her feet when she flopped over. I'm like, if she was being pulled down by a shark, she wouldn't have been able to, like, boink, flop. <laughs> also, where was the shark? <laughs> Shark's invisible. The shark, the shark can also go in very shallow water. Yeah, uh, this fucking, like, 35-foot-long shark is invisible in two feet of water. Okay. Anyway, at the hospital, Susie's in shock, but otherwise okay. And like, man, this scene is something. Like this melancholy music, Susie holding on to Dag's like one arthritic finger saying <laughs> sharks are bad. And he goes, there are worse animals. Like fucking gag me. Uh, and then they like bring her into the elevator and the nurse just turns around and goes, I'm sorry, sir, you're not allowed. And like just slams the elevator. It's like... <laughs> Whoa! And I'm like, why? Bringing her to the fucking morgue? <laughs> and I'm like, why is it her father allowed in the elevator with right. her? <laughs> yeah. So 
Dad confronts it's Sam along with Billy and Francis saying, Oh, they didn't tell Susie about Vanessa. They're like, No, she's at home or something. Or she's <laughs> yeah, like, okay. No, yeah. she's dead. Um, uh, but uh, Dad confronts Sam along with Billy and Francis saying he needs to post an award to kill the shark, like, or a reward. I'm sorry. Uh, and Billy calls him a fat fuck because Vanessa, like, you know, dunked herself. She wasn't killed by a shark. And and Sam goes, I acted in the best interest of the down. Like, I know he says town, but it sounds like down. And they're just like, do it. Post a reward. Do it for Vanessa and all the kids who lost their life today. I wasn't even aware that kids died today. Apparently, <laughs> it appeared that adults died. But, like, what do I know? God, this and they're like, oh, you need to like post a reward so that we ourselves are just gonna go out and kill the shark anyway. Like, so you're just a bunch of greedy bastards. I don't know. <laughs> but then, like, this shark diagram, like, thank you to whatever sixth grader they stole this from. <laughs> <laughs> and Dag is explaining like the anatomy of a shark for some reason to people, and he goes. This tiger shark is a homocidal maniac. I was like, I didn't really like your the way you put the inflection on homo there, man. It gave me some pause. Uh, and he's like, it attacks here, slaps his shoulder. Here, slaps his thigh. And here, slaps his belly in the middle of your belly until your guts spill out. Which is, this is all just a ripoff of Jurassic Park when Dr. Grant was talking about how, like, raptors attack. Yeah, raptors, so... And, Cut you here and here and here, or maybe across the belly, spilling your guts. Like, but again, that movie is good. <laughs> Billy says that they have to, you. <laughs> and Billy says to attack certain parts of the shark. And if you get in its mouth, you have two options try to kill it or get out of there, or, or like something. I don't know. It's just like all really repetitive. Like, I don't, Billy sucks <laughs> so much. <laughs> Then it cuts to not Harvey Weinstein, the mafia guy, saying to Sam that their friends in Chicago are not happy because of his actions. So this is like where the mafia storyline from Jaws, the novel, shows up. Uh, but it's really bad. Uh, and uh, Ronnie listens in on his dad being threatened or else. And he walks down looking like a snack. Uh, also, like, why is Ronnie like 50 and Sam is like, I don't know, maybe 60. It's just, uh, so Glenda gives Ronnie and Tommy and this other guy a pump action shotgun. She's like, ow, oh, my dad used to take me shooting all the time with this. And I just like have this gun with me for some reason. And they all jump onto a boat to hunt down the shark. And, uh, I'm just going to assume your jaws dropped when the Star Wars theme started. Playing. Oh, yeah. my God. Did you, so you didn't know that was coming, right? No, no. And I looked at Mike and I'm like, they did fucking not. I, I had heard something about it. So I yeah, I think, Dylan, you mentioned that it was used in it. So, But I forgot that, like, about it until you're like, until it came on and I was like, oh, Dylan had mentioned this. But I remember like when that came, I was like, it just like, uh, what? <laughs> the awards scene, they use the music from the end of Star Wars and it's the, the, the scene where Luke and Han and Chewie get the medals. Yeah. 
but also literally like the like literally that part and then it just cuts to something that's just like tweet star wars music well they also ripped off star, uh superman yes the yeah original superman theme and i'm like well how could you not fuck <laughs> so there's like this whole scene where billy and bob and dag say a bunch of lines from jaws about the shark and like there was what I just got. I'm like, it wasn't worth like writing down because it's all just lifted right from Jaws one. And Billy's like, "This isn't an ordinary shark tag. Its favor is anomalous." I'm like, "God, you're so annoying." <laughs> um, then there's this really quick scene at the water park where Susie says she's tired of the dolphins and she hates this place. But then she's like, "Oh wait, I said that. No, I don't want to leave," and starts crying. And that's the scene. Yeah, I didn't get it. I'm like, it, does she have PTSD? I, I don't. Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, Ronnie and Co. see the shark and just start yelling hilariously. Like, just every line is yelled in this part. And Ronnie's like, turn around, you idiot! I can't shoot it from here! And I'm like, you're on a boat! You're outside! Like, why can't you shoot the shark? And, uh, the shark dildo swims up underneath the boat and halts it, uh, eventually the motor slicing into its back. Meanwhile, Dag and Billy and Bob steal more lines from Jaws, and Billy makes some crack about, like, catching squid for dinner. I don't know. He seems really okay, considering his girlfriend was just eaten in front of him. Um, she died from terminal belly flop. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she did. She did earlier tell him to uh, find the tallest skyscraper. That's true. Yeah. They, they clearly were had some issues. They were on a break. Yeah. Permanent Ross and Rachel. And she, and she was uh, gallivanting around <laughs> with, uh, what's his name there? So, Swayze. Yeah. Oh, with, with Ronnie. With uh, Ronnie. Uh, so. who, we, who we jump back to. And uh, they throw uh, Glenda's mom's roast into the water to use as bait. You know, call back to Jaws. And then she just like starts screaming. There's some like hideous shots of the shark eating and just like some weird angles and stuff as Ronnie shoots at it. And then the line on the bait snaps and somehow this like pulls Ronnie in the water and he gets eaten by the shark. We briefly get to see the legless wonders leg appear from Jaws 1. <laughs> and then we get a real treat. A complete and total ripoff of the gasoline lady scene from Jaws yep. 2. Yep. And this version is in some ways more insane because of the filmmaking. So Glenda decides that the best course of action is to pour, much like the lady in Jaws 2, to pour gasoline all <laughs> over a significantly larger boat, like I would say like a mini yacht type boat. And then Tommy shoots a flare gun at the shark, the boat, Glenda. I'm not really sure, <laughs> but they all explode. And there's one amazing shot of Glenda and Tommy reacting to the fire. That's like probably just like a, like a, some kind of like engine flaring up like clearly several feet in front of their face if it's not superimposed on the film and then falling off screen and boom the entire boat fucking explodes and they're all dead 
Yeah, I thought her spilling, even her spilling of the gasoline on them, so, on, like on them, was even more like animated and crazy uh, than the than the actual movie than Jaws two. God, the scene is amazing. Like, just, yeah, it was um, fantastic. I, it was I enjoyed that. And Dag and everyone are like, "Oh man, did you hear that?" Francis finds out that Ronnie and everyone are dead, and uh, that's that scene. Uh, the other boat, like the one with Dag and Billy and everybody, uh, stalls out, and Dag is like, "I gotta go look at it." And I love that he's wearing like the generic fisherman beach guy shirt with the mahi mahi or dorado fish on it. Like I just like love that it's like that shirt that you just it's like at every fishing shop or whatever. So uh, Bob checks. Bob winds up going down and checks out what's caught up in the propeller while Billy monitors him with his like fish finder thing. The shark manages to sneak up on him, but Bob just gets out of the water before it can attack him. And through the magic of editing, the shark teleports away. So nobody ever saw him. Uh, it turns out that they're over the wreck of the Cleveland. Oh boy, Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the Cleveland was a ship was the ship at the beginning of the movie. And uh, for some reason that they, they get all like hush hush about this. They're like, Oh, don't talk about the Cleveland for some reason. I mean, good reason. Cleveland sucks. Um, <laughs> Francis. Is this Francis that gets into the chopper? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This part's crazy too. Um, Francis gets into a chopper and he like says to his deputy, he's like, if you need me, get in touch with me. And he flies out over the ocean and sees the shark. He pulls up his fucking like igloo cooler. Like literally it's a fucking igloo cooler <laughs> and hooks a giant hunk of meat to a cable and lowers it into the water to like draw out the shark. And at then this point, don't you think the shark is probably really fucking full? I, at this point, I was like, what is even going on? Uh, <laughs> the shark sticks its fucking head out of the water. Like, God, this part is hilarious. So like, my take was he was trying to, like, fish for the shark and was going to, like, pull it to land. Okay, but none of that is explained. Like, it's... <laughs> well, like, that's I just have, my theory. That's my I, I have theory. no idea what he was trying to achieve in this sequence. And, like... I don't know. The shark looks kind of cute, honestly. It's just this big <laughs> derpy head. So he tries to get the pilot to like pull the shark up with the hook, but he can't because like, yeah, no shit. It's like fucking 35 feet long or something. Anyway, Francis just pulls out like a, an assault rifle and starts blasting at the shark. And then just insanity breaks loose as the shark attacks and pulls the chopper down. And uh, that's it for Francis. And I don't think anybody says anything else about Francis, right? Like, that's um, it. So there was a line that the helicopter pilot had that was pretty good. What was that? And a, a callback from the first movie. He goes, we're going to need a bigger helicopter. That's a terrible line. Yes. Back at Sam's place, uh, not Harvey Weinstein castigates him for fucking up, but he brought some guys down from Chicago to take care of the shark for the $100,000 reward. Gloria, Yeah. Oh, man. I love these guys. <laughs> Gloria listens in and then confronts Sam about it. He slaps the shit out of her and throws her in a room. So now that is two family members that have just beaten the shit out of, like, their daughter slash sister. And he goes, you'll stay locked up in here until this is over. 
And she's like, oh, God, I'm so sad. What will I do? And she just climbs out a window. The longest, like Mike commented, the longest uh, climb down a trellis in movie history. <laughs> <laughs> it took her like a real long time. Okay. So then on the boat or whatever, Billy explains. And I don't know how Billy knows this. But Billy knows this and says that the wreck of the Cleveland, the ship, was carrying an experimental shark bred in captivity for the military, trained to attack the enemy. How much of our enemy is like out swimming? (laughs) Okay, so this was 1995. Were we like still in Desert Storm? How the fuck was the shark going to, like, what was it going to do? Swim through the desert? <laughs> like, what? Uh, how does Billy know this? Yeah, the only, I'm trying to think, militarily in 95, around 95, 94, we had Desert Storm. Well, there was Desert Shield. And then it was Desert Storm. And then, yeah, the the only other... um war going on was uh yugoslavian civil war essentially but we didn't participate so they're real what but what enemies the shark can't get through like a submarine so what was the shark going to do what was it being bred to do i i I don't know there's there's no explanation but uh, attack brody yeah But yeah, Gloria manages to sneak out of her house and then cut back to Billy suggesting that they blow up the wreck of the Cleveland. And he also says, like, he just keeps saying, if the theory of territoriality of co- is correct, and it is. And I was like, dude, this was mentioned fucking once in Jaws 1. Like, once. And he just was like, territoriality, territoriality, territoriality. I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to fucking hit you in the head with territoriality. <laughs> Anyway, Gloria shows up to tell everyone about her father's actions, and they realize that Susie, the girl in the wheelchair, is alone at the aquarium. Why? (laughs) I'm like, PTSD just got out of the hospital. Let's leave her alone at the aquarium. So they all run out, and they run by the two goombas that that not Harvey Weinstein hired, and they say this, hey, Ain't them's the guys we're supposed to be taking care of? Well, what do you want to do? We go after them. And I want to point out that those two lines were said by the same actor. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's one guy in the fucking, like, Hawaiian or male romper going, hey, ain't them's the guys we're supposed to be taking care of? And then the other dude says, well, what do we do? We go after them. Answering his own question, to which romper man says, First, I want to have a look in there. So they do. And (laughs) they actually managed to film this part at night. So Dag tells everyone where to go and what to do. This is not with the mobster guys. While and But we jump back to them because they find uh, Billy's plans about taking out the shark with like locations and stuff. And they're like, dang, this is hot stuff. So they take a map, the map of everything. (laughs) The map that says, 
It's right here. Yeah. Okay. Literally written on it in red Sharpie. Yeah. <laughs> so Bob, I'm going to come back to that in just a very brief second. But so Bob and the other guy are on a boat and say, oh, everything looks good here. And then the goons appear from off screen and yell wrong as they just barely hit them and knock them out. They then uh, fix their engine and leave. And then Billy finds that the map has been stolen. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This is like a map. The thing that's holding this together is a fucking map with like maybe two words on it written in like red Sharpie and some circles. That's it. <laughs> the goons head off to take out the shark. Uh, one in, as I said, uh, a Hawaiian themed romper and the other dude in like the tightest fucking Beetlejuice striped shorts. <laughs> uh, Dag can't get his boat to work for some reason. <laughs> Uh, why they don't have another boat is beyond me, but it's okay because the solution is to just smack it with a wrench and voila, it's fixed. Then we go back to the goons on the boat to which there's this great bit of dialogue. Be careful, man. This shark's been trained by the Navy. You know how they do. To which the other guy says, don't worry, I was in the Marines. And the other guy goes, oh. <laughs> also, is he holding his map or the script? <laughs> Maybe a little you know how they do. I was like, "Oh, oh, Squiggy and Luferigno are gonna die." <laughs> oh yeah. So Dag says goodbye to Susie, who says to give the shark on a punch in the nose for her and uh, rip its balls off. Jump back to the goons, uh, where the shark is approaching them at the wreck of the Cleveland, and he kills this guy very quickly, or rather, eats his uh stand in doll. And then, uh, Romper Man starts just wildly shooting a shotgun at the shark, but then just dies. I get, I don't know, the shark kind of just jumps out of the water at him, I so he's <laughs> dead, I suppose. Uh, Dag and everybody else head out, uh, time for the Star Wars music to come back. Uh. And they string up a bunch of dynamite. Starts with Superman first. So. And uh, Larry and Bob and Billy uh, dive down to plant the explosives on the Cleveland. Dag whips out his binoculars to do some bird spotting. And also an angel shark shows up for no reason. And then a stingray for no reason. <laughs> and then an octopus for no reason. They just are there. It just turns uh, into National Geographic. Larry swims up to get a detonator box from Dag and he falls backwards into the water. But then the scene after is just him slowly climbing down a ladder into the water. So that was terrible filmmaking. Uh, <laughs> they set up all the explosives, but Dag sees the shark coming. So he shoots at it with uh, this apparently just like this shotgun that teleports from scene to scene and it swims <laughs> off. Larry and Bob swim up to the boat, but Billy's still down in the water. The shark starts bashing into the boat with Billy inside. Bob jumps back in and Larry and Dag hold up shotguns to make sure they don't come back out. I'm, I'm just kidding. That's so they can shoot <laughs> the ever living Christ out of the shark. Apparently uh, Billy does just eventually just swim up. And now Bob is stuck in the water, but also he just manages to swim up and everyone just helps him out. And the music is just ridiculously dramatic and like really nothing is happening. Uh, then the ship explodes and there's like no shockwave or anything. They just all dance and celebrate as the ship blows the fuck up. And I guess the shark is dead too. 
smash cut to the aquarium and a dolphin show. It all seems to be right in the world of Cruel Jaws. Sam presents the check of $100,000 to Dag. The seal manages to knock him into the water again. Uh, yeah, it was really fun the first time. Dag and excuse me, have insane laughs. And uh, yeah, it just sort of ends with the then, Star Wars slash Superman music closing us out. And that's how Ski School kind of ended. The good guys uh, saved the Ski School. and uh, yeah. <laughs> So I, I had a question and it was just like, Everybody in this movie has a pump action shotgun and access to uh, heavy explosives and uh, fuses for heavy explosives. I'm like, is everybody in this movie Florida man? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Italian Florida man. Italian. Hey. They're mobsters. And, and no, they're not. <laughs> they're film. It was yeah. film but. There were mobsters from Chicago and the Italian and, and, and Robin Leach. Man. <laughs> so we well, had uh, yeah. we had Robin Leach, we had Hulk Hogan, we had Geraldo Rivera, we had Patrick Swayze, we had Lenny, we had Squiggy, Dolph um, Lundgren, Dolph Lundgren, um, uh, what's his face, uh, Patrick Duffy, yeah. We had a cast of of star-studded cast. Great cast for this awesome movie. I will be recommending and showing <laughs> other people. Like this is definitely. I, I said the Dylan. I think off pod before we started. This is going in my rotation of purposely bad movies that I like <laughs> to watch. So oh, yeah. one of the perfectly things perfectly awful. And, and like, I obviously we've gone through the whole movie, but going back to like the, oh, wasn't the, there uh, Burt Reynolds? Oh yeah, there was a discount Burt Reynolds. Uh he was doing the countdown. Yep, he was the countdown guy. He was Burt Reynolds from Cannonball Run. When we first met Bobby and he had his first lines, he he had an Australian accent and then he didn't. <laughs> That's awesome. So I tried to look him up on IMDB and this is like the only thing he ever did. <laughs> Not surprising at all. So I couldn't figure out where like, there was no like, oh, he was born in, you know, Victoria, Australia or wherever. There's like none of these people have any IMDb information. About them. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, why was he Australian for like three lines and then not ever again? <laughs> it's a secret that only Bruno Matai knows and he's dead. So we'll never know. It was such a painful movie. Yeah, but it's fucking like amazingly bad. Like it's bafflingly yeah. bad. You know, like this is totally like riff tracks worthy. You know, sure. this is put it on in the background if you're just like having some people over and you're just like, oh, this yeah. is a fucking like terrible fucking movie. You know, like you don't have to pay attention to it, but if you do, you're like, God, this movie's fucking insane. <laughs> oh yeah, like, it's really watchable to me and and. Like best. everything about it is awful. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so many great quotes. Like I said, big fan of Ronnie. Like <laughs> discount Patrick Swayze. Yes. I mean, um, it's, it's impressive that they managed to rip off all four Jaws movies in this movie somehow. Like always, like, wanna rip your balls off. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, okay, the misogyny, the the bitch slapping that girl twice in the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
the 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 there's one comment that he makes about one a girl with watermelons. Yep. Yeah. And then the pussy inspector or whatever it is. I was just like, oh, this is so gross. And then the and icing like, on the cake of the wheelchair going down. And then the the just some of like that, like, you know, we had talked about some of the costuming was definitely like they went to a mall and got whatever was on clearance at Bugle Boy and Chess King and Jeans West. And like all of the women were wearing what I call the pre-thong. It was before thongs were a thing. So there are these like high cut French bikinis. And all you get is like gratuitous ass shots. It's all the women are filmed walking away. And I'm just like, oh, this is so gross. And then in the dance scene, there was an extra who had blonde hair. And I'm like, oh, it's the failed Nelson twin from the Nelson <laughs> He had like this really awful blonde hair, and I'm like, oh, there was really three Nelson, like there was three Nelson triplets, but there was one that came out wrong. <laughs> That's him. And don't forget Ed Bagley Jr. too. Ed Bagley Jr. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was uh, a star-studded uh, wish-purchased cast. <laughs> yeah, uh, huh. this, this movie rules. I love it. Yes. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was something. I'll say that. I think of some of the ones that we've watched that have maybe been like on the bad side of things. So like I'm thinking, you know, like uh what Santa Jaws or gosh, the 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 Goldberg movie Jim hated. Oh Santa Santa Slay. Santa Slay or, or Thanksgiving. Yeah, or Thanksgiving or some of the I I think of all those like this one I might have like gotten the most the kick out of. And like I said, I mean, I like I was like, oh, I got to mark down some of these quotes and uh, some of these things that happen. <laughs> like, it just I I was I found it enjoyable. Um, it, I think I think so, one thing that redeems it is that like it is earnest in its attempt to be a movie. It fails spectacularly. Yeah. But, like there's. There was somebody, Bruno Matai, who was like, this is a movie, you know? And it's just, <laughs> like, I can appreciate that. And that's just the movie that they that he was just, I'm just doing this. And it's so bad and so terrible. And everything about it is just awful. Yeah. And I love that it's just so blatantly cashing in on the Jaws franchise. At a point when the Jaws franchise was not even, like, well respected like this came out after jaws the revenge like and somehow this movie is like slightly less insane than jaws the revenge because there's no psychic grandma in it <laughs> so it has that think, going for it i think that, that that the thing that i have to take into perspective that makes it slightly less offensive which is hard so we think to ourselves this was this was a theatrically released movie right no it was not it was not. oh it was, I was it, like, I think it, it, at least in the U.S., it was direct to DVD. You would be furious DVD. if you went to the movies and spent money on a ticket to see this complete and utter turd. Um, but in 1995, it was four bucks to get into a movie. Or you would have rented this for like a dollar. Right. Right. 
And you probably would have still been angry. Like, wow, I can't believe I rented Jaws 5 and got this fucking dog shit. <laughs> but, and the funny thing was, this was basically like lost for a long time. And just, it just recently started getting more of like a reputation about like how like utter trash it is. And it was given like a deep, a proper DVD release. And obviously, I'm assuming you watched it on Tubi like I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Tubi is a wealth of fucking just dog shit fucking gems. <laughs> Which, by the way, I I noted the entire uh, the entirety of like the Jaws movies. I think are up on Tubi. Nice, go watch those, but also so, watch those. So I do have to comment. Uh, at least right now, probably not when this go- comes out. Uh, but um, the people who did Mystery Science Theater three thousand are celebrating their whatever if birthday as riff tracks and if you buy anything on their website you can get the riff of the original jaws movie for free nice oh so basically you get the audio and you just have to sync it up to your movie Mm -hmm. and there's an app the riff tracks app will listen to the basically will listen and sync itself up i'm kind of i kind of want to see what they did with Jaws. <laughs> It'd be fun. I want to see what they did with the with like Jaws 3 and 4. Yeah. Or the revenge, yeah. Oh, but Dylan, yeah, this was this was something. Whew, man, oh, I gotta what? I gotta change my fucking shirt, dude. I am sweating. Cruel Jaws has got me sweating. That's what this was. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this has been a very fun dive into the Jaws films. We're concluding during Shark Week, which I don't, I, I haven't watched anything on Shark Week. Nah, it's well, so hot that this guy can't even throw up properly. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> that's gonna be covered in cat hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. yeah, th- yeah. This has been. This has been quite the uh, run of episodes of this. Obviously, uh, Liz, congratulations. You persevered through five movies with us. I'm shocked that you... I'm shocked. I'm shocked that you um, kept going after two and three, to be honest. When I kept warning you that they were only going to get worse. So, good job. Yeah, yeah, nice job. Yes. Uh, but this was fun, and maybe we'll uh, we'll figure out some more movies to do in the future. I know we've mentioned uh, Noah Shark and a few other shark-related movies, so we can maybe keep that going down the line. And, yeah, maybe eventually we'll get uh, Brother Jim back on here to uh, <laughs> regale us with where he's been the last, like, two to three months. On assignment. Yeah. Whatever his assignments have been. Uh, but yeah. I think we should just start making stuff up that he's like, he's gone to Nepal to become a Buddhist monk. We could. <laughs> he's opening up the regatta. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So he's lots of fun, Dag and Sean. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good old Dag. The Gloria Vanessa. Yeah. Interchangeable. Alrighty. Well, uh, yeah, check out all of our shit on our social medias and all that stuff. And when we post the episodes, all that good, good stuff. But, uh, 
Thanks for visiting Jim's BBQ, where next week we'll be hosting a regatta. Thanks for visiting Jim's BBQ, where now with every entree purchased, we'll rip your balls off. <laughs> wow. God. That guy, I don't know if anybody will want to come to Jim's BBQ. All right. Anything, Liz? You got one? No. No? I got nothing. Cruel Jaws right. took it out of me. Yeah, you, you did a great job uh, surmising these uh, last four movies. Figuring out the plot of this fucking movie. You you even didn't realize some of the relationships until just uh, nope this evening. And nope. now you I'm know. A, I'm a fake Cruel Jaws fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, yeah, we'll see you all next time and uh, have a good night. Good night. All right.